VHS files contain spoilers, adult content, and harsh language. Listener discretion is advised. It's showtime. Welcome to the VHS Files Podcast with Jenny Lou. So what do you want to do tonight? Jason. What about pizza and movie night? Eric. I want to rent a movie. And Josh. I want to go to a good video store so I can get a good movie. And this is the movie of the week. Let's get this pizza movie night started. What's up, everybody? We're back. We're back from a long break. We've been gone for a little while. We're, we're back from hiatus. Not hiatus. We just needed a life break. Life gets in the way sometimes, guys. We're happy to be back, and this episode's going to be a fucking scream. <laughs> I see yeah. what he did there. That was funny. Hey, hey, not only that, Jenny is back with us, too. <laughs> for the first time on camera. First time on camera, Jenny Lou is on the show again. Yeah. Yes, Jenny. Jenny. Yeah, she is Welcome. real. Josh wasn't Norman Bates in that shit, <laughs> making up a female voice that you heard on the podcast. She is real, people. We'll see how long exist. it lasts. Well, it's nice to have you here, Jenny. She's the Thanks. educated one out of all of us. We've had a few episodes where we could have honestly used a female opinion about some things. I know. But... I had to. I had to bail last minute on a couple of things because getting your master's degree is hard. So, you know, I'll do yeah, my best. That sounds hard. It's real hard. But when I told Jenny we were doing the Scream franchise, she was like, I'm on board. I don't have school right now. Let's talk about some Scream movies. So with the new Scream movie on its way to theaters, we decided it was time for a retrospective about the Scream series. It was a big movie when all of us were in high school or getting right there, getting out of high school for old man Jason over there. And uh, <laughs> definitely... Um, a trendsetter of the nineties and oh my God, did they copy this movie multiple times after this? But, Absolutely. uh, just wanted to get into everybody here's experience. I mean, this is technically still the VHS era. I mean, it features a VHS video store in the movie, so mm. it's right up our alley. Yeah. And you know, we love our horror movies here. Well, some of us do Eric's still trying to get his education and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> he hasn't earned his diploma oh yet. My Not God. even close. But also when we started talking about that, we wanted to do this series, Eric was like, okay. So I'm very anxious to hear Eric's opinion about the Scream franchise now. So uh, it's been brought up into conversations before, but we decided since the new Scream movie was coming out, it'd be a great time to talk about it. Now, I just want to talk about the series in general, our feelings on it, and kind of where we stand with it at this point in time, and then we'll get into what we thought about seeing the first Scream movie. So, um, you know, Jason, how about you? You're the horror movie. Like, if we were going to pick anybody here that was the horror movie buff, it's Jason. So, Jason, what's your take on the Scream franchise this day and age? Well, I mean, well, that's why my name is Jason. So, I'm automatically put into the whole horror movie section there. But, <laughs> uh, and I'm wearing my screen uh, ghost face garb here. I don't have the mask on because uh, it's kind of hard to do the mask in a show. Not a true but, fan. Uh, We're revoking your card. You know, <laughs> I did show up wearing the Freddy Krueger mask because I was doing ghost face and uh, Freddy Krueger because I think those, there's a little similarity between a couple of his movies. We'll talk about that shortly. Uh. But as far as the Scream uh, series goes, uh, I it was a great 
revelation in the horror world in 1996 when this movie came out. I mean, as far as me, I had just graduated high school in May. I think this came out in December of that year. Uh, I mean, I was just looking forward to it. Wes Craven hadn't, I mean, he'd done people under the stairs and all these other movies like that, but not since nightmare on Elm street. Was it like something really big? And I think not even since the first Halloween movie was I excited to go to the theater to see this. And it was a packed theater. I mean, like I was 18, 19, 19 at that time. And uh, I saw it three times in the theater. Yeah. Uh, and that's a 50 mile one way drive. If Josh has been here to Texas. So I, I went <laughs> 300 miles to go see this movie three times, but uh, it, I still love the movie. I was totally sucked into it. I mean, I had the, the ghost face mask, which is long since disintegrated. Cause I've had it since when you got it for Halloween that following year. Uh, I mean, it's like I said, I still have my little, cloak garb here but that's uh, an interesting aspect of this movie that i kind of want to talk with eric about is the branding of it and like how they pretty much turned a generic halloween costume into something really iconic yeah i mean and they took some of that from halloween yeah because, I, I mean supposedly the michael myers mask was a mask you could have bought in any hardware store obviously because yeah. in one of the movies that's where he stole the mask was a hardware store uh so i mean Right, and you you mentioned the hype in in the movie for the movie, and that you know that goes back to the marketing of it. It was hyped up big. I mean, it was like a a phenomenon. You know, everyone wanted to go to it. Uh, Yeah, I remember that. And go ahead and finish. You know, are you pretty much? I'm good. We'll let the youngster talk now. (laughs) Well, I was I was in high school uh, too, so um, I was a sophomore, I think. Uh, but I, yeah, I remember the hype being huge. Uh, I, I, you know, I think we, we all are thankful to this movie for sort of re- reigniting, even though it, it set off yeah. some bad copycats, it sort of oh, reignited yeah. getting horror in the movie theaters, getting popular horror in, into right. the theaters again. And it, you know, it jump started horror again in such a great way. So, uh, I'll always be thankful for that. Um, other than that, you know, I don't remember. I don't remember my experience going to the theater. More just the general buzz of the film. Oh, I mean, uh, I, Jenny and I like Jenny and I probably have a, a lot of the same experience. But I mean, this was again the buzz in high school. Uh, this movie was again. You heard all these rumors about how great it was and how it was scary, and and then I, I the theater reaction is what I remember the most about this movie. Oh yeah. Um, just because it was, it was one of those event movies that I went to and everybody was excited and everybody was screaming at the screen and it was so much fun. Was it, was your experience about the same or? No. Um, (laughs) (laughs) no, I fucking hated it, Josh. That's why I'm here to trash this movie. That's what she's going to say. No, we're going to, this is going to be like jumping ahead. If I go into my, well, we can wait. Okay. Okay. But yeah, I mean, hold on to that around this time. I mean, yeah, I mean, we talk about the state of horror movies in 1995. I mean, I, Jenny hears me say it all the time when I'm around people who are listening to nineties music or talking about movies from the nineties. I just, the nineties fucking sucked in my opinion. Like I I can't stand half the shit that came out in the nineties. And, and that was my prime. That was when I grew up in high school and all of that. And the stuff that I was like growing, listening to, I can't fucking stand it now. And it's weird. I think a lot of the shit you're referring to is in these movies too. Right. Obviously the, the ones that are, are from the nineties, but there's some bad nineties shit in these movies. Right. 
And, and, but I mean, at least we were getting a, a new a new franchise with a fresh take on something. Uh, because around this time, I mean, we had Species had just come out, which was kind of an alien horror sci-fi. Didn't really fit the typical slasher sort of style. And then you had like Tales from the Crypt, Demon Knight, which in itself is pretty fantastic for the Tales from the Crypt, the first Tales from the Crypt movie. Uh, much better than Bordello's of Bordello of Blood. But like oh. you had a bunch. A bunch of sequels to franchises. So you had Halloween 6 and Leprechaun 3 and Texas Chainsaw Massacre the Next Generation, which most people would think that all of those movies are terrible. We were in a bad state of those franchises, and we just needed something fresh around this time. And Wes Craven, Wes Craven came through like a boss, man. Um, had a little bit of a trial run with something like this with the new Nightmare the the last yeah. entry in the Freddy series, which, uh, you know, he, he directed the first Nightmare on Elm Street and did not direct any of the others. There's kind of a slight little, like, nod to that in the first Scream movie. But uh, he came back for New Nightmare and had this very meta take on the Nightmare on Elm Street movies and Freddy and how it would translate into the real world. If you watch New Nightmare, you can really see how it was a trial run for Scream. Like, there's a lot of Scream in that movie. Yeah, that's what I was touching on. You know, that's why I put the had the Freddy mask on earlier. I mean, yeah. to me, I think the wheels got rolling for uh, Wes, and then of course Kevin Williamson, mm -hmm. his name, uh, the right. writer. Uh, I think a lot of the ideas for setting up this. Let's talk about. Let's make a horror movie about horror movie people, and then as the movies go on, we're going to do a movie within a movie within a movie, mm -hmm. and that's what they did in New Nightmare. If spoiler, if you have never watched New Nightmare, but. Yeah. Uh, that's where I really think that's why I had the Freddie mask. I, I think new nightmare laid the groundwork for screen. Mm -hmm. And it's funny. Like, I don't, I don't recall, you know, I was, my mind was still forming around the thought of some, some types of movies around this time. I mean, Pulp Fiction had come out a couple of years before. I remember seeing that movie, loving it, but not understanding what the fuck I just watched. And a lot of the stuff that was coming out around this time was very similar in that regard. Like New Nightmare, that was this movie that was referencing itself and, you know, re referring to Freddy movies. And it was just a weird sort of thing for me to see back in the 90s. I'd never seen anybody do that in the mainstream before. And it you know, made West me think, of, not that this is at all ma mainstream, but it was making me think of other movies around that time that would talk about that kind of stuff. I mean, I think Pulp Fiction does it a little bit. Right. Um, but also like clerks, for instance, like talking about. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. About I just, clerks I just, in this movie. Yeah, like. Well, yeah, we I, clerks <laughs> was a note for me, and then later became another note. Yeah. Uh, but, but yeah, I. It was kind of a fresh thing then in the '90s to to sort of be self-referential. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah, uh, movies existing in a world where there are movies. You know, right. and they're talking about movies in the movies. Yeah. So that yeah, was I, that was a really popular thing then. But right. I don't know is I don't know if it feels as fresh now. And I, I'm sure we'll talk about that as we go forward. The more meta these movies get as we go get into them. And then, you know, it's it's kind of funny that around this same time, you know, well no, probably about 99 was three or four years later, but you know, matrix hit and matrix was such a big pop culture phenomenon. And in this year that we're getting a new scream movie that is like most known for being meta and about itself. We get the new matrix movie that is pretty much the same fucking thing. <laughs> 
Which, yeah, which is more meta than any of the other screen or Matrix movies. Oh, for like, sure. This new one is like all about talking about the trilogy and you know the story and all that. I mean, it's yeah. I I don't know if I like it anymore. The meta it, thing. Oh, yeah, it didn't I mean, work for me in the Matrix Four, and I I don't know. We, we'll get into it as we talk about the films, but there's a lot. Like of- a, it felt it. It was like a, it was like a, uh, like a gimmick almost that mm-hmm. I don't know, you know, stands the test of time. It was fun because it, it was new, but right, it worked really well at at the time. This was the thing, but sure. the, the the longer we go with it and the longer we drag it on, the more it becomes a kind of a parody of itself. Even though it was well, sort also, of parodying itself originally, you know. Right. I mean, so many movies are self-referential now. I mean, yeah. I think, you know, even the Marvel movies sort of make quips and jokes about, you know, kind of self-referential things and yeah. and and nods to memes and, you know, things like that. And it's fun, I you know, but I just, like, we're so surrounded by that kind of stuff and just that kind of humor. You know, you think of Deadpool and, yeah. you know, other things like that. Uh, yeah, it, it, I, the shtick isn't enough for me at this point. That that stuff, right? Well, the self. But I love that first movie. The self-referential thing. I mean, Kevin Williamson also did Dawson's Creek, in which Dawson wants to be a filmmaker, and it's it is very, you know, has a little yeah. meta twist. Like, you know, you can imagine it's almost like an almost famous kind yeah. of thing where he's you know making some sort of life uh, and i think you have to owe a lot of that to a lot of yeah i I think you have to owe a lot of the success of scream to not not just wes craven but kevin williamson i mean he's the one who brought these stories to him and and told him you know this is the way we want to do this and you know not to write and he's still working in hollywood today i mean doesn't quite have that sort of pizzazz that he had back then when he was a fresh new screenwriter, but you know, he's definitely changed the, the way of filmmaking and television. I mean, I think he's a big part of American horror story and all of those. So, well, he, the thing about him and like when this and Dawson's Creek were popular is he wrote teenagers more like teenagers right. than they'd been portrayed before you know it wasn't like the sitcom kind of everybody's wholesome yeah it was like these teenagers have sex and talk about sex and they drink and they do drugs and you know it was a <gasps> i know can't believe it um <laughs> oh my so, god you know it was just a more real look yeah, I mean, I totally agree. I mean, that's that was another thing about Scream that was different than everything else is the 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 teenage kids in this movie felt like teenagers. Where in the '80s movies, you had thirty year olds playing teenagers in high school, and it was always just sort of like these adults aren't aren't supposed to be in high school. I think the the people in Scream really translated that well. I didn't I didn't find them as more of a more of an adult crowd as I did like stuff I was watching in the '80s. Yeah, I mean, when I first saw this movie, this reminded me of people I hung out with here mm-hmm. when we had our parties in high school, because this is pretty much these people are like senior juniors or seniors in high school at this point. You had some hot friends. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah, there were some here. Yeah, I remember I live in Texas back then. But, uh, uh, I mean, we had our house parties, you know, go out and drink, and everybody's doing whatever, you know. Everybody t- sneaks off to a room somewhere, does their little thing, whatever. But, uh, yeah, I mean, we didn't have a mass killer running around killing people. I mean, because they would blame me you could have (laughs) (laughs) they could have and i probably back then people would have said jason reminds me a lot of this billy guy (laughs) because i was the guy in school that loved the horror movies referenced horror movies through everything i was kind of like uh you were the randy of your i was randy and the billy guy i was gonna say you're more randy than billy bud mr (laughs) i know all these movies really well don't even know this movie I was a, I said Randy. You were a greaser. Were you a greaser? <laughs> no. Yeah, I was. I didn't go to school in the fifties, dude. Come on. <laughs> Neither so, did Billy. So anyway, no, he just looked like a he looked like the normal grunge skater kid that I was in high school with and skated with yeah, every right. day. So yeah. you know, and and when we were seniors, we dressed like that. You know, we didn't wear you know khaki shorts to the middle of our thighs and stuff. You know, like you. burn (laughs) no my khaki shorts were long man they were down past my kneecaps probably don't lie you had 90s you were come on man you were a coach's kid you wore coach's shorts don't (laughs) lie (laughs) you know you wore coach shorts no i'm i i helped my dad transition out of coach shorts into a proper short well you were a good son yeah and for that we think the 80s but we hit the 90s i was we were like okay dad let's get you some yeah let's get (laughs) we're not wearing daisy dukes anymore on the sidelines dad sorry but uh well, yeah I let's mean, let's get ahead, into yeah. this i mean let's talk about that first watch of scream i mean i know that was the big buzz for for a lot of us jason went to the theater multiple times i think i went and saw it a couple of times but that first watch of this movie was was something special i think for uh, the whole generation for the most part i mean of course you're gonna absolutely have your... and it all comes down to that opening scene with drew barry true oh, dude i mean that is epic i mean that that opening scene is perfection mm-hmm. like, it I, is I have yeah. my issues with these movies, but that opening scene is one of the greatest, like, call it a short film, call it a, you know, whatever. Just it's that, over. Bye. I mean, it's fantastic. Start, finish. Boom. That's, I mean, that, I mean, that it, was, that was my story to everybody we'll go, coming out of that movie and talking about it with my friends. It was like, you could have played the first 15 minutes of this movie for me and that would have been it. And I would have been happy. Like I could have left that theater happy paying the money I just paid to see this movie. Well, it's important to mention that, you know, Drew Barrymore was on the marketing materials. People assumed since she was the biggest star, she would be the star of the film. So that immediately, you know, and that's interesting. It's like a casting trick. And I feel like there's a lot of weird casting in all these movies, some stunt casting, Mm -hmm. you might call it. And uh, but that's such a great hook to get your star and killer in the first whatever killer right in the beginning i right. that's i think that was uh was craven's also and kevin williams nod to hitchcock killed right. the biggest star in the sure. movie yeah good point right. yeah and like, i mean we psycho. weren't we weren't around in 1960 when psycho hit the theaters and everybody yeah. you know lost their minds about the way that movie <laughs> yeah. went and like we yeah. you know I, I know janet lee as a star but at that time how big of a star was janet lee i think she was pretty big but it's like yeah like 
to go see a movie where like I've seen Drew Barrymore all the way through my childhood up until now. I've seen her yeah. as a child actor, saw her in the little nudie movies on Cinemax up until this point, and then <laughs> what? Scream, you know, she, po- she had Poison a, Ivy. Poison yeah, Ivy, her, man. <laughs> David Letterman. Her, was that before yeah. this? I think it was. That was before this. It was before this, right? Yes. She had her little wild child era. And yeah, and then this was like, I think this was supposed to be like a, oh, we're going to get Drew back in the limelight sort of thing. And for her to be in this movie for that short period of time, they kill her off like they do. It's ballsy, but I think it, it not only did it work, but it it was fantastic the way they pulled it Mm -hmm. off. I don't think, I don't think anything in the Scream franchise beats the, the intro to the first film. No, it's it's no. chasing that it's chasing its own tail the entire franchise trying to catch that yeah. again. I mean, and not only that, just in that first you know five minutes of the movie, we have iconic lines that are laid out through the rest of the series, but not even just in the series in pop culture. Because yeah. how many times do you have any of your friends that say, "What's your favorite scary movie?" You know, and stuff like that, or more my friends in the horror, they, "I'll gut you like a fish." You know, people say that shit all the time, you know, like the guy, the guy at the the fishmonger guy, he yells it at the fish. Yeah. So down, down, at, the, down at the docks. Uh. <laughs> but I'm just saying, I mean, th- these lines are synonymous with these these movies now. I mean, they are part of pop culture as things go on. You hear the phone ring. And then, of course, we got the parody movies later, the scary movies and the what's that? <laughs> that so. shit doesn't even make sense because it's these movies are already self-referential. Yes. So right. to make a scary movie that's like spoofing something that's already aw- self-aware is really weird. I don't know. Well, not only that, the original title for this movie was Scary Movie. Right. Yes, I did. And then that. they and then they changed it to Scream. And then, of course, we get the Scary Movie franchise because of the Wayan Brothers. But yeah. Which, uh, to but- be completely honest, when the scary, the first two scary movies I found very funny. Yeah. And oh, it wasn't hilarious. In- you know, but I mean, in a sense, that was where the sort of downfall of this style of movie started to happen as well. It's like, okay, well, these movies are so popular now that they're parodying them. And it's like a parody of a parody. It's it's really weird. It, you know, the 90s is really where we, did, you know, we as a culture decided that we needed to start referencing pop culture and everything. You know, right. uh, and and you can only beat a dead horse for so long. I mean, there are a limited amount of tropes that you can play with in this, you know, thing. So, right. You know, you eventually, and I start to feel it as we get through these movies, you're kind of playing with the same ideas again and again, and it's starting to get mm-hmm. a little stale for me. Yeah, I agree. There, there's one specific aspect of these movies that I think hurts them very badly. <laughs> and we'll talk about it as we get through the movies. Um, but so I kind of want to jump it off with like. So we need to talk about my first one. Oh, this movie. Because <laughs> you said we're going to talk about it. I thought you meant you wanted to get into it later in the no, show. No, like when you when the section comes up for when we talk about our first watches. All right. Well, now we're going to talk about Jenny's first watch of Scream. That's right. You wrangle that motherfucker there, Jenny. You tell him, hey, I want to talk. I got things to say. Well, I genuinely consider Scream my first scary movie. Um, I was not allowed to watch scary movies. I've said that before. I got to watch like Critters. Right. And Tremors. And like that was it. 
Great movies. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. But that was Excellent. like the scariest. Like nobody actually like another person killing another person. You know, nothing really supernatural or anything like that. Yeah. So yeah, monsters, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I didn't get to go see this like opening weekend or anything. I'm pretty sure I had to convince my parents because I was a freshman in high school. Freshman, not sophomore, Eric. (laughs) You're you're the same age as we are. Um, Anyway, so I was a freshman. (laughs) My friend had gone to see it. Mm -hmm. And somehow I finally convinced my parents to let me go. Uh, I don't know if there was any reaction around me because I was literally glued to the screen the entire time because I had never seen anything like this. And the friend that I went with kept like whispering things in my ear. Okay. Like she'd be like, look at the kind of boots he's wearing. <laughs> and I'm just like, shut up. <laughs> Jenny does I mean, not like to have movies told to her as she's watching them. Like, you know, Jason knows firsthand, like, we just experienced this with some family that was visiting us for the holidays, but we were watching a movie and the whole time he's saying, Oh, they're going to do this. Oh, they're going to do that. And Jenny hates that shit. I hate it. <laughs> like, I just want to watch the movie. Like, I don't want to think about the movie. I don't want to try to figure out the movie. You just want to go along for the ride. Yeah, just yeah. Take me on the ride. And so I was like, man, now I got to think about it. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, I think, like, that was really, like, so let me ask you this moment, you know. As someone who came into this franchise fresh, never seen Freddy, never seen Jason, never seen any of those movies, mm-hmm. as far as the referential stuff for that, did you really understand what they were going for at the no, time? I'm, I'm sure I didn't. So you were just completely sucked into the aspect of there's a killer killing teenagers. Yeah, and, and the whole, like misdirection like they keep leading you to believe it's this person no now it's this person and you know just all that back and forth and you know the pop culture Mm -hmm. aspect of it i just really loved it that's the everybody's a suspect yes (laughs) that is the other thing that they did very well in this that really drew me in was you really were trying to figure out who the killer was the entire time and I think they do a pretty successful job of keeping that a secret. And watching the movie now, it's completely obvious who the killers are, but you don't really buy into that. You don't really get into that aspect of it when you watch this movie for the first time, I don't think. I'll I'll tell you from somebody who likes to figure movies out. When I watched this the first time, I figured the boyfriend, the one that got me was Stu. Right. Dude, that came out of right field. I mean, I was like, the boyfriend, he's got, he's all dark and mysterious. He's crawling. He's it's too light right there. But I was thinking, are they putting him up front to make you think it's not him? So Just therefore, I thought it was him because that reason. I was thinking like, well, if we keep putting him on the screen, they're going to say, well, it's obviously not him because they need to make it mysterious. Well, that was the part. They did that on purpose to make you think that. But Jason Stu- was like, this fucking movie's not outsmarting me, goddammit. <laughs> Fuck no! <laughs> but I, the, all these movies... You know the mystery is a is a is a massive part of the movie. The you mm-hmm. know the and and 
I agree. The first one has a, a pretty nice mystery, a pretty nice reveal, especially that there's two killers. You never see mm-hmm. that coming, you know? Yeah. That's um, and, you know, like you, like you're describing what we know about mysteries and we, you know, we go, okay, well, this is too obvious. This is probably red herring. We've all seen mysteries and how they trick the viewer and that kind of stuff. And then as you go through these screen movies, it's like, we're talking like eight or nine layers of like, no, but this, but that, but this, but that. And it just gets so crazy by, but Mm -hmm. like, it's just one thing I kept, and I was going to, I was going to say this later, but I guess it makes sense to say it now. I think this movie scream would be revered at a much higher level if they didn't make it into a series of films, if they just had scream and that was it, Mm -hmm. that thing would be elevated to another level, but just watching it just go. Yeah. Over the, and, and that's kind of what I was alluding to with something that hurts this. I think the fact that you have to, you have this problem, you have a killer that you have to figure out who it is in every movie and it's always connected to the core characters. I think that really hurts the franchise. I think it just yeah. makes you like you, you know, you're looking for those particular people. You don't really know how creative they're going to get with it. Some of them do it well. Some of them don't. And that's really the biggest thing about the franchise as a whole that I don't like is I think this would be better if it was a, a movie by itself or B something along the lines of the same killer, but you can't really do that with this story. Maybe they'll switch it up. Right. That's where I, I mean, by the time you get this, uh, I mean, when is Sydney going to be the killer? She's got to yeah. be the killer this year, right? <laughs> I mean, Point. that's the only thing they haven't done, right? Please or don't. I guess Dewey Please or don't. Dewey or Gail could maybe do it. Dewey and Gail. Dewey and Gail kills a person. Nev's, Nev uh, and Nev Campbell eats them. Well, Dewey and Dewey and Gail are married, so they'd be the perfect killer duo. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, while duo, we're talking about. Yeah. We're talking about Dewey and and and, and Gail and, and uh, the main Sydney. character Sydney. Um, how do we feel about our core characters? How, I mean, Sydney, you know, obviously is introduced as the, the the final girl in the first movie, and they've carried her along. Does her being the main character throughout all these movies also contribute to why these movies kind of suffer a little bit? That's one of my biggest questions. Ooh, that's a good question. Like if you were to change it up, because MTV did a brief series that I, you know, sort of wrote off. You were into it. Just a, just a, (laughs) eh, just sort of an MTV TV show. But I kind of liked the aspect that it wasn't tied to these movies. It wasn't tied to these characters. And it, it made it a little more interesting and got me a little more invested in it. I only watched the first season, but I never found out who the actual killer was. <laughs> but that, like, that, yeah. And they changed the mask, and it, that was not The good. mask was bad. was pretty bad. The mask bad. was bad. Well, but yeah, I mean, okay, how do we I, feel I, about I, these characters? Jenny, you, you have any thoughts on Sydney? I, I like her. You know, I mean, I think she's a. I think she's a really strong female right. lead, and you know, at times she can be like a little boring, maybe. Right. <laughs> I I completely understand uh, what you're saying. I to agree. Be <laughs> um, Couldn't agree more. But like, I think that they present her it very well, and that her presence is very strong and she's not the typical like girl running around with her tits out 
you know, that the killer's right. after. Right. She's the something slut else. or whatever. But that's yeah. it's usually not the slut that's the final girl, right? Yeah, it's, like like Jamie Lee Curtis in Halloween. Right. Yeah. Uh, what I I think the problem I I agree with you that it's uh you know they they treat her as like a strong modern woman girl, which is all great. I think the problem with her is she's kind of one note. There's she doesn't really have weaknesses. She's like there's not she's not a super dynamic character, you know, like she's a really good person who we really don't want to die. And yeah. we refer right. to not die every time. Yeah. And and I think Nev Campbell's fine in it. Like I don't have a problem with her. I just think you know, you've got Gail Weathers and she's she's got her issues with wanting to fame and wanting this and, and you know, being you know, she's a dynamic character. Uh she's more interesting to me, you know. Yeah. Uh, and she's you on know, screen more a lot of the time too. Frankly, like as the movies go on, you don't get a ton of Sydney. Yeah. Gail's yeah, problem and- was with her hairstylist and her Botox. <laughs> the, yeah. the hair is going to be a topic of conversation as we move forward, guys. And by the time you get to screen four and she's been nip, tuck, suck, stretch. <laughs> that sh- just, that is just wait bad. till this year, bro. Oh, I don't even want to know. I mean, I used to love Courtney Cox. I mean, I know you two are big friends watchers and y'all love her from the show. I, d- I didn't watch it. I just always thought she was good. I mean, all the way back to Josh's horrible movie, Masters of the Universe, that she was in. Why does Jason uh, feel the need to just dog all these movies that we like? <laughs> Life Force, Masters of the Universe. Fuck hey, you, Jason. You didn't have to drag Life Force into this. Oh, yeah, I did not say it. Also, I don't even not like sick. Life Force. But, uh, but yeah, but Josh loves Masters like of the Universe. And that is a dumpster <laughs> fire. But, uh, yeah, I mean... I was like, but yeah, I mean, and she's great. Then you like, she changes to me. Like she's just a pain in the ass in the first two movies. She's not a good person. Uh, she's in it for herself. And then by the, the end of the second one, she kind of, okay. Oh, she's turning over a leaf. And then you get to the third one and she decided she, uh, she let her four-year-old daughter give her bangs and it's horrible. <laughs> and, uh, was the style like the of the time. Bangs? Come on, baby bang. No, 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 I mean, I mean, like, like Jenny, she's got them here. No, hers were like up here. Gave her a five head. Yeah, yeah. We know. they're up here. I no, mean, I... That, that was horrible. But as far as the kinder, the 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 core characters go, like Sydney, I think I would have liked her for her to suffer more, not physically. <laughs> no, 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 what no, do you no, mean? No. Ah! All this girl does is suffer. So much no, 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 no. <laughs> No, but it's like, okay, I had somebody try to, through a, uh, whatever, a two-hour movie trying to kill me, right? Okay? Try to kill me. But yet, I'm good. I'm going to graduate high school and go to college, and nothing is wrong with me. I might have some bad... No, she should have suffered some kind of trauma, like she some real trauma. trauma. She, 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 moved, she moved to the... Hold on. She moved out into the woods alone and no, had no. like eight levels of security. No, no, that's part three. I'm talking yeah. between one and two. That oh, girl did you, not show oh, like yeah. the suffering of a person who was stabbed, uh, had her dad almost murdered for her Jason, mom Jason, has been if, murdered. If, if Hold you on, want that, you wanted Tommy, it, you wanted Tommy, Tommy, uh, ep, uh, uh movie two five. <laughs> yes, yes, something where it shows like she's had a mental break. Not like, oh, I'm moving on with my life. I'm going to go Jason, get my college Jason, degree. They gave you that the next year with I Know What You Did Last Summer. Go watch that movie and leave this one alone. Oh, okay? God. No. Oh. I knew that would come up. 
Uh, don't make me watch those, please. No, I don't want to watch. I know what you. I mean, I remember and, even as a teenager going, "This is stupid." Like when the only thing good about those movies, they play typo negative at the beginning of "I Know What You Did Last Summer." Oh my god! No, honestly, <laughs> Jason, uh, Jason, I know what you. I, that sounded bad, and we all made fun of you, but yeah, I, I know what you mean as far as like her. Her suffering. character should have suffered. Some of more. my favorite horror films, the the main character really goes through hell, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um. And I think that uh, endears you to the character when you watch them really go through a bunch of shit. I, I know she's been through a lot, Jenny, in these films, a lot of loss. Well, I, I can understand what Jason's saying, especially since you said between one and two. Like, when you get to part two, it seems like it's basically like the next week and she's moved it's on. Not. It's like two years later. I know, but the movie she's doesn't really portray therapy. it that well. Like, Yeah, but she's not broken. I mean, if somebody tried to kill she me, I'm not going to get over that in two she's years. She's got her caller ID. She knows what's up. Like, she's being smart about it because no, she went no, to therapy. No, there would have been, there would have been no go. Yeah, that's the thing. Where's the therapist? She's not seeing a therapist. She's not going to anybody. She's just talking to her friends. She's going to go to a party. She's dating a guy at a frat house. Her she life is to too therapy. normal. She well, is too Jason, normal. There, I'm, I'm not quite sure if you've ever been to therapy, but the the purpose of therapy yeah, is have. that you you don't have to keep going to therapy. <laughs> like they'll give you the tools to use no, so that you don't have to I'm keep sorry. coming forever. I, if you wanted me to feel more sorry for her, I would have liked to uh, to feel for that character. She needed to show something like this. Shit really affected her on a much higher level than what we see in part two. Now, part three, she's shut herself off, shut herself off from society. That shit is more like people are trying to kill me. I'm going to disappear. That's like a, she's like, just blocked everybody. That is more like kind of how I figured part two would have been is like, she's like, fuck these people. I don't want to go. Nobody. I don't want to see anybody. Leave me after, after one, she thinks it's over. Yeah. And then when yeah. two happens, she goes, oh, this could happen again and again. I have to protect myself. Plus, yeah. you have first, to add it. First time, ha- the killers die. You have the addition of the fact that they've made a fucking movie about her trauma. And you have yeah. all of these people that are referencing it, and it's become pop culture now. And I think she really kind of has to put on a suit of armor to do anything because her life is on display. So I think she probably does have quite a bit of trauma and and has been wrecked by this, but she also kind of has to put it on because of the way her life is unfolding well, right and now. I think that she's trying to have a normal life for once because she didn't have, you know, a normal year that year after her mom died and then everybody tried to kill her. Yeah. So I can <laughs> definitely see how she would want to try to have some semblance of normalcy. I would she, like to see the movie start with her in a padded room and then get out and then try to reintroduce into society and these fucking people fuck her over. See, okay. that would have been even better. While we're, on, <laughs> while we're on, while we're on Sydney, because, you know, we've talked about issues. A big issue I have with these is the, uh, the, background story of sydney's mother and how it is always basically told in in exposition uh mm-hmm. dumps and i'm trying to keep track i'm like wait her mom and dad separated and this and and you know everything well except for two right everything ties back to sydney's mother 
So, well, even even part two because her mother broke up Billy's parents. It all goes back to her mom's, her mom's affair. Yeah. And it's just, I, I never fully, like, like after this watch, I do understand because I was paying very close attention. But watching these initially, I never fully understood what exactly happened with that. I, I don't, I never felt like it was really clear. And it was really the, the genesis of everything that happens. And I don't know, I, I would have. I could have used a flashback or something. It's always she was no Sharon Stone. Because let's face it, Sydney, your mother was no Sharon Stone. <laughs> That's yeah. all you need to know. <laughs> Never uh, alone. Never. They really put a lot of impetus on this is all happening because her mom sleeps around. Right. That's like right. so many levels of slut shaming. <laughs> So many levels. And the the first three movies really hinge on that. I think yeah. the fourth one does break away from it. Yeah. However, you do have you still have Sydney's family involved, but it's not because of what happened to Sydney. It's it's because of well, well it's a secondary it result. Well, it, it all right. I mean, it hey, is. And, and now we're having Halloween problems. We got it's a family matter now. The original way Halloween went, it, it's all about the family. It's all yeah. tied together. It's like so, Star Wars. Yeah. Well, it's all about this, it's all about the Skywalkers, bro. Not anymore but, because yeah. fucking Book of Boba Fett is doing some cool shit. <laughs> I haven't started that yet, so. Oh, oh man. man, now we can't talk about it cuz Eric, Sorry, you know, doesn't I, no, watch. no, don't talk about it. No. Yeah. But, but I'm watching The Witcher these days. I finished it. Oh yeah. Let's talk okay. later. I'm sorry. I, I, I've been watching Euphoria and Cro Cobra Kai. I finished we Cobra Kai also. Cobra Kai. We just finished Never season did. one. <laughs> hey, I watched four screen movies in the matter of last night and today. Yeah, hey, I texted just, Jason. He's just... like, I'm watching screen movies. He watched all of them yesterday. <laughs> hey, hey, but I told we John. Hey, this over is... two days. We did. <laughs> hey. It but, took me a month to watch these things. Hey, but like I told Josh, he was like interesting because I watched them backwards. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Reverse order. I did. I watched them. I, I assume you mean reverse order and not actually watch. No, them no. I, I, I turned them. Like, you played re them Rewound them backwards. He watched them on. He watched them on rewind. The it, the it version. The it. <laughs> when I watched it. Yeah, Jenny, the, the original It movie came out on two VHS tapes, and when Jenny saw it for the first time, she watched tape two first. <laughs> oh, she watched the adult one first, and then yeah. the kid one second. Oh, shit. Yeah, that's messed up. Interesting. It was Interesting. weird. So, but, yeah, I, I, I mean, go ahead, Josh. Go ahead. I was just going to say, you know, this isn't going to be the, a deep dive into each movie like we normally do on the show. We're basically just going to go over this whole franchise. But as the movie unfolded and where we end up like how do we you know how do we feel about the fact that billy and uh stew are the killers and and that that last performance and the reveal of those two i love it Dude, i love, I love yeah, stew. I it's great. Yeah. So stew is my favorite stew, stew is, is great did you really call the police you're sorry ass i my mom and dad are <laughs> so i love that do we think we're gonna get stew back Oh, we, we haven't gotten to that. We haven't gotten there. Uh, yes, I'm going to talk we'll about that, too. Um, There's some rumors. But there are rumors, rumors are swirling. What? what I find myself going to now with these movies, this movie and the ones we're, we're going to get into, but I'm constantly trying to figure out the logistics of the killer now. 
That's yeah. that's oh, yeah, where yeah. I'm at with these movies. Is like who killed who killed the girl at the beginning and who killed the like I'm trying to figure out how, how get, logistically how it back. worked. Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah, uh, yeah. he climbs it gets in the window right after you know yeah all that kind of stuff. Well, I know and that Bill Billy killed what's her name Tatum Rose McGowan's character. Right. He killed her because he shows up because Stu was in the living room while he was killing her with the garage door that would never fucking happen. Never. Never happen. Like beer. Yeah. Why doesn't he smell like fucking beer? And why doesn't he have a broken face? Because face. she smashes a beer bottle in his fucking face. Dude, he would at he the very least even... have a bloody nose. <laughs> Dude, he got hit with three sealed beer bottles. That's yeah. got her. I mean, I've thrown those at signs and put dents oh, yeah. in them, dude. You know, Ghostface, Ghostface always gets beat up, and he never shows any signs yep. of his. The only time injuries. it showed was Mickey because Mickey he was in part two. Yep, two because he was in the car, and then he shows up with a big freaking knot on his head because it knocked him out because he hit the steering wheel. Yep, when he uh, crashed the car, he's the only one that ever shows up damaged. And, so. you know, we haven't gotten to part two yet, but I have a big problem with the killer reveal in part two. Uh, it's not Mickey. It's the other one. But, you know, yeah. the way this movie ties up and, and you know, you get that classic sort of James Bond reveal from Stu and, and, and what's his fuck. And, you know, I'm always enamored by how people f- have to have to tell Sydney why they're doing this to her and how they got the best of her. It's right, like monologuing. Yeah. yeah. And it's like every just, bad, bad guy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm watching all these James Bond movies now, and it's the same thing. Like Goldfinger just sits there and tells Bond exactly what he's going to do. T- they're and, telling the audience for all yeah. the dum-dums in the audience so they know what happened. Yeah, but kind of like, uh, was it uh, in Age of Ultron when Ultron meets Iron Man? Her, this is the part where I'm going to tell you the my plan, and then he doesn't. Because right. he's making fun of all these people who do. The bad guy tells you everything. Mm-hmm. So I'm just like, come on, man. It's, but it, and they at do least, it in every screen movie. At least with this one, you have the comedy interjected into it that yeah. makes it fun. Yeah. And I think that's why I like... I liked this so much when I first saw it, too. Is It's funny. Because you're not... Yeah. At least I wasn't, the first time I saw it, expecting to go into a horror movie and laugh. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and, you know, we talked about how, how it does things well and how it's, it, it presents all these different people. It, it, the, the middle of this movie primarily is very noir esque. Like it doesn't move super fast. It takes its time and kind of presents different things to you and different options for who the killer is. But what I find so great now is Randy legit has this figured out. From the no, get-go, basically. Because he tells you in the video store. I'm telling you, the dad's a red herring. It's Billy. How do we know you're not the killer? And it's like, they just <laughs> yeah. they just fucking told us who the killer was. It's <laughs> yeah. so fucking smart. But they, they, they have the wild card with Stu. But Stu is even playing that scene well as, as, you know, when he's got his arms on Jamie Kennedy's shoulder and he's, like, playing with his ear and shit. It's like, if you don't realize these two are the ones doing this right here, I don't know how we didn't, but we didn't, you know, like it's so well, obvious. The best but- kind, that's the best kind of mystery is when you look back and everything looks, everything checks out. Yeah. You know, I, those are I the noticed, greatest reveals are that way. Well, it's so like even in uh, 
the rewatch part one. I mean, I've, I can't tell you how many times I've watched part one and even part two, uh, but we're all that, very impressed. Yeah, yeah you better. <laughs> you better be short bus. But uh, the thing, there was a scene in it and you didn't really, I mean, I've watched it for so many times, but I don't even think I actually let it click in my head. It's when uh, they, they cancel school and he's talking to Tatum, Rose McGowan's character, Sydney, and she's talking about throwing a party but sydney doesn't want to go anywhere blah 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 and he's talking her into it and when they walk away he does the yes like this and you <laughs> it's realize great. it's not it, you realize <laughs> yeah. it's not because it's a party the plan is going according to plan yeah. yeah that they are going to be there and i'm like holy shit i mean you go back the little nuances of like even that i mean you think it's just cool because School's canceled. We're having a party. I'm going to go make out with my girlfriend. It's not that. It's that yeah. his and Billy's plan are, is working. Yeah. Are Billy yeah. and Stu That's in very love? well done. Great question. Are Ooh. Billy and Stu a thing? I think that's been talked about a bit in recent years. Or is Let's Stu in love about with it. Billy? Or is Stu in love with Billy? I think that I, think I could see more than yes. the other. Um, even though, like, which still doesn't make a whole lot of sense because, I mean, he's got Rose McGowan on his, on his arm. But I, that was the other thing. Crazy right wing nut. In in 1996, though, the first time I, I saw Rose McGowan on screen, on, on screen, like Rose McGowan was was it. Like I'd never seen this girl before. Yeah, she was but in for a while, I mean, what the that, fuck happened to her though? Like Jawbreakers. Uh, oh, don't get Jenny started on Jawbreakers. She fucking hates that movie but it's just it's just rose mcgowan though i'm just that's it that's all i had she to do just, yeah she went stupid now yeah. She's, oh yeah she's cuckoo 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 cuckoo, cuckoo for bananas. but i, I hope she's she, not a listener rose if you're listening sorry we're, get your we're shit not together. sorry we love you yeah <laughs> read a book <laughs> now there's a the train back on the rails <laughs> before we move to part two i want to talk about something that i sort of noticed in this you got gail running around trying to get this story I think Gail is a firecracker in this one, and I love her character. I think I like her a little bit more in part two. And then we'll talk about that after that in a minute. But her cameraman in this, who she abuses, just flat out fucking abuses the entire movie. But Yeah, verbally abuses horribly. And, and you know, he's depicted as always eating shit in the back of the van and, you know, fat tub of lard fat ass. Shaming. Yeah. yeah, fat shaming but, most of the time. I also noticed that there are a lot of clerks posters in this movie. And I watched this camera really? guy and I'm like, why didn't they just cast Kevin Smith as the camera guy? Cause they basically made a Kevin Smith character <laughs> and it's like, would have been free promotion for clerks at this point, which they were already doing. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it, it dawned on me this watch. I was like, man, they really wanted him to be like a Kevin Smith sort of silent Bob sort of dude. And I think it would have fit perfect if they would have cast was Kevin it, Smith there. Was it three where we had they show the up. Silent Bob? Jay yep. Silent Bob show up on the movie lot. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And we, when we were watching it, I, I was like, oh, th there they are, finally. You know, part two. Coming off the heels Hold of on. this. Wait, wait, wait. I'll be right back. I'll be right back. I'll be right back. You can't say that. Okay, I'll see you in the kitchen with a knife. He made it back. <laughs> That must mean I'm the killer. No, no, that you break the rules, you die. Not true, because Sid, Sydney Sydney breaks most of them. <laughs> didn't Stu say yeah, I'll Stu be right said back, it. and then he came back? I mean, he does die, but he was the killer. So, but he did die. He well, or or did he? But yes, or did he? he did. He did. Or did he? 
Did he? Let's stew he about did. it for a minute. He definitely did. So, of course, you know, Scream is a gigantic hit. I mean, a $14, $15 million budget, $173 million at the box office. There was no fucking way they weren't making a sequel to this. So we get Scream 2. Less than a year later. And, wow. you know, really? I remember enjoying Scream 2 quite a bit when I saw it the first time. And I've, I've always been one to say, like, I like the Scream movies in order up until part four, which we'll talk about. But I had, I had a lot of negative shit to say about this movie this time. It wasn't like, oh, great. Me too. It, it's, it's not the worst one. It's not fun. It, it, the story just doesn't work well. The killer reveal is terrible. And the it's characters funny, are the, just. We hate the reveal the worst, the most in this one. And it's the one that isn't connected really so much right it's not that connected yeah Who, who's is. the killer in this one it's his mom billy's mother <laughs> oh right but it's also isn't it uh, mickey the uh film and student. then mickey the yeah, film yeah. student yeah that's who i keep thinking of mickey but yeah okay fine it's the mom all right so forget i said that sorry i watched these when i was supposed to three weeks ago <laughs> <laughs> i but still know that billy's mom was the killer from <laughs> 20 years ago. <laughs> so, you know, again, we're going to chase, we're going to chase the rabbit. We're going to go after what made the first one awesome. And we're going to just pretty much rehash it. We've got to have this opening scene with uh, a big star. Who's going to die at the beginning. Like we're pretty much expecting it at this point. And you have Jada Pinkett Smith and Omar Epps oh, opening. Jada this Pinkett one. at that time, Jada Pinkett. She was not married to Will Smith and get the shit right. I, I I do not like her at all in the beginning of this Dude. movie. All right. I have that She down. is grading. Absolutely grading. Dude, I have that uh, wrote down. I know it's a, a top kill probably maybe for some, but I rated it the most overacted death in I agree. all of these. I agree. Dude, it goes on for a good 30 yeah, seconds after it is. Oh, it's horrible. So this is a good time to talk about the stunt casting stuff in these movies. Like uh -huh. it became sort of this weird, you know, these movies are so much about like movies and pop culture and it, in the time of like in the parlance of our times, you know, MTV being like at the height of its like TV prowess. Yeah, I think. And, you know, you've got lots of MTV people showing up in these movies, uh, at, you know, Jamie Kennedy uh the soundtrack yeah. was all the popular the soundtrack yeah like heather graham uh what was um oh gosh tori spelling new IM tori, spelling. tori spelling thank you mm -hmm. new imdb doesn't give me the whole list it's stupid um and then in in three you get you get some of these to uh help me out, jenny guys. mccarthy jenny mccarthy yes that's the yeah. big one there's oh, a bunch yes. like that and it's just uh, it's just, again, it's so self-referential. I have a hard time getting into the film because all I can think about is, oh, they've cast this person. This is the, you know, they've done this because of this. You're, you're thinking so much about this is a movie. I have a hard time getting into the film, like as a movie, you know what I'm saying? And yeah. I think as they go along, it becomes multiplied. It, it's like exponential Man. to the point where I've got nine layers of irony that I have to dig through before I look through just like what's happening in the movie to my characters here. You know yeah. I mean? Well, cause I mean, you even got Omar Epps right here. I mean, and his career was kind of starting off. He was, was it higher learning? I think he was in yeah. close to this time. All right. And he did great in that movie. Um, 
and then you had Jada Pinkett and stuff Joshua like that. Joshua Jackson, Jackson, Sarah Michelle Geller, yeah. Timothy yeah. Oliphant. Which I find Sarah Michelle Geller funny, being as she was in I Know What You Did Last Summer the year before. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, it's all I, just I, this big weird thing. No, I, I wanna, know what you did like I know what you did last summer came out the same uh year. I think it came out in ninety seven. Yeah. And it's funny and, that she's and, in this, but like I kind of want to talk about Sarah Michelle Geller a little bit because she's in here. She's in she's like, she, I would find Sarah Michelle Geller to be prime final girl material. And yet all these slasher movies she's been in, she's not the final girl. She's not even the second to last girl. Like she's in these movies, but gets taken out pretty quickly. I find that kind of interesting. Like I would have found her to have been more of a leading role. Can't be Buffy she, in the final girl. Yeah. She was too busy being Buffy because Buffy, I think, started in what ninety six or ninety seven, right about yeah. this time. So she she's too busy being Buffy. Quick note on Jada Pinkett: she was the worst thing in the new Matrix movie, too, in my opinion. Yes, maybe I not agree. totally her fault, uh, but yeah, I'm an old lady. I'm an old lady now. If if they <laughs> if they wanted Whoopi Goldberg in the movie, they should have just cast Whoopi Goldberg. <laughs> That's how I feel about it because they made her look just like Whoopi Goldberg. Wow. Um, I would rather have seen Whoopi Goldberg. She would have done a better job. Oh yeah, She's I think so. Whoopi would have done a way better job. We're not talking about the Matrix. I, I could talk about it for hours, but we're not talking about it. Uh, yeah, this opening is just completely overacted. Doesn't live up to the original whatsoever. I do like the aspect of the movie playing while all this is happening, and we're seeing a replay, a loose reimagining of the beginning of the first movie. Did anybody notice that was when the, when she's getting in the shower and she's running the shower, there's a giant bay window where the oh, shower yeah. is. There's no wall. Oh, so nice. it doesn't matter if there's a shower curtain or not. Like somebody's going to see her ass naked. <laughs> Maybe she has some hot Heather Graham. Yeah. Everyone can see you naked in the movies. No matter where you are, you can be seen. But I, I do movie. like that they yeah. referenced uh, you know, Tori Spelling would probably play me in the movie and they have her in this one. I think the best stunt casting for this one, though, is uh, Luke Wilson. When my mom left my dad, I accepted it. That's the way the cookie crumbles. The Wilson Billy. and Billy. <laughs> oh, yes. That's really good. His little performance in the thing. Oh, God, it's hilarious. I love him. I absolutely love That's him. That's Oscar-rated material. He should have won Best <laughs> Supporting Actor for that, just that, you know, five seconds he was on screen. And, you know, like, in the beginning of the, uh, they'll do it before the Emmys or they'll do it before the MTV Movie Awards. They'll do, like, a, a little skit, you mm -hmm. know? Yes. Where That's they, what it, you know, yeah. like a funny skit. That's what this feels like. And it it's does. funny. It's funny and it's enjoyable and it's like, oh, there's that person. There's that person you're picking out. Who's going to be next, you know? Yep. And it's a fun little gag, but like for the movie, it doesn't really do much for the film. You know, it's right. just more of a, again, these feel like they're of their time. I, I like the first one, but they feel so set in their time firmly. Yeah, it'd be awesome if I just came to the theater after watching, you know, uh, what's it called on MTV? And I saw all these people already. Yeah, and now I come to the theater and oh, here they are in my movie, and it's a movie in a movie, and I'm they in do, a movie looking at do, the movie. They do something a lot. <laughs> Want to watch the movie? <laughs> <laughs> they do something a lot more interesting with that in part four. I think the opening sequence of yeah. part four is is a little more creative and 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 making fun and. Again, we're not there yet, but I have some thoughts about part four and the fact that we're getting a part five this year, but. Um, but this one, you know, 
is some of the uh, the stunt casting is one thing and some of the regular casting is the other. I really don't like Jerry O'Connell in this. I think he's yeah. wooden. I don't I don't like his character. Uh he's I, you know, bad in everything. He's going to stand by me. Not That's about it. <laughs> when he was a kid, he did good in Stand By Me. I thought he was pretty funny in Piranha 3D. <laughs> Dude, didn't he get his dick bit off? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He gets his dick bit off. He sure did. <laughs> How fitting. But yeah, I mean, I, I don't really have a whole lot to say about part two because I just, I don't know. I don't really enjoy it that much now. I, I used to think it was good. I used to think it was clever, but now this time it just seems like a slog. Like it's yeah. well, they, they had, yeah, I, I agree. It was, it was the worst one of the four that I watched now. And for me now anyway, and um, I just had a couple notes, you know, they've got that big scene in the, in, is it a film class? Are they yeah. actually in a it's, film well, class? So like, you know, it's, it's like a drama. No, you got a film oh, no, class. No, no, no. Uh, Mickey and uh, Randy are in. Right, I'm thinking. Right. I'm thinking class. of. So, uh, I'm thinking of what's her face in the theater class. Yeah. So sorry. Oh yeah. So you're actually like in a film class here. We've gone yeah. full. We're making a film class scene. The kids in that film class having that scene are all famous now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like yeah. Yeah. Sarah yeah. Michelle Geller, Joshua Jackson, like all those people, and yeah, it that felt hugely like Clerks or you know like a very rare time at the time of watching characters talk about movies. Mm-hmm. You know, you just didn't get a lot of examples of that. Like char- movie characters just talking about film. It just wasn't something I, at least main, in the mainstream movie like this, you wouldn't have seen it that often. So it was interesting, but yeah, again, it starts to lose its magic over the years. That's I, I was, I had no, that's actually one of my favorite scenes of the whole movie is the, the conversation in there. It seems like a very natural conversation. Like if you put a bunch of people who like movies, in a movie room, like a film school or a podcast. That's what I was about to say. I'm watching this and I'm like, it's the VHS files right here on TV. <laughs> I'm watching it. It's all of us in a room. There you go. Oh, also the play, you mentioned the, the, the theater yeah. class, yeah. the play is completely stupid. Uh, oh. She's, she's the star of this play where they literally have a bunch of people dressed up like the guy that tried to kill her. And they're all running around the stage. Like, well, they weren't the killer. What well, the hell is this? Well, they weren't dressed in the ghost face mask. I think close that enough. Was, they had was, masks and robes yeah, the, on. I mean, yeah, it's yeah. the whole thing is that and that scene goes on forever. It's oh, brilliant. God, that it's honestly kind of plays into Jason's example a little bit. Like, do you really think she would have been doing theater in that like a role in that? play yeah after what yeah. we've got a new through. play do like, you want to be the lead thank the you. lead is exactly you thank and the play you. is totally about it you seems very triggering and the fact exactly. that exactly and the fact that the final act takes place in that set just makes it even more like i don't know like it, it just it doesn't work it, it it's no it doesn't it work. seems it just seems very uh uh unthought out and very just bleh, like I, I'm not really having fun with this one like I was with the first one um, part of that is Dewey is immortal <laughs> we didn't talk about Dewey and he's one of our yes. core characters um, I think he is genuine and I like him in the I, first movie I like Dewey Dewey's I think, my favorite character in the series overall I think he gets a little around part three 
<laughs> well, well everything his, no. everything's his heart's broken and he's trying to piece his life back together he's got a busted bum arm from a nerve damage with the knife when him and randy are comparing how bad they got hurt when they're in the like uh Baskin i did like robbins that. I did like that scene where they doing his best Kaiser Soze impression. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, I mean, and the fact that Dewey gets, you know, quote unquote killed again in this one, like that was kind of shocking to find out that, Oh, Dewey, we loved him in the first one. He's back. He didn't die. And then they, they fake you out and think you just saw him get murdered again. And that, that seems pretty, pretty rough. Like having Gail watching him, get stabbed and whatnot. I think that's pretty effective. Um, but that's another scene that seems highly unlikely on who's where logistically, as far as the killer goes, this is another one. This one mainly was where I was like, who's doing the killing where? And, (laughs) and when the reveal happens that it is, it is what's his name, Mickey and, and Billy's mom, I'm sorry, but I don't see Billy's mom killing any of these people that have died in this movie. I don't see her except doing any J- of the work. Except for Randy, that's the one they. Sh- that's the one they show us that she takes out because she has yeah, that I mean, line. Because she grabbed him from behind too, so that's easy. Yeah. I mean, you're overpowering somebody from behind, and as soon as she got him down, she stabbed him. That's easy. She was fueled by rage. Yeah, her son is killed. But since you brought up, I want to talk about the Dewey kill because this is where I had a problem watching it this time, and I've noticed it before. All right. Well, remember when Gail is in the room and. Ghostface is like doing you don't hear anything right right there's nothing but when there's he is still in the ghost face is in the control room with dewey you can hear him banging on the same freaking glass yes sometimes you can hear the glass bang sometimes you can yeah and i'm I like that's a continuity error there right. uh <laughs> but i was like because that's the whole thing. He's banging on a glass and she can't hear him because it's soundproof. It's a recording studio. Well, all the bays around it would be the same way because the control room is always isolated from everything else. I mean, Josh as long as we're talking studios. about and sound then, issues, Jason, yeah. Yeah, you're, you're, you I got another one for yeah. you. Uh, the killer is often in the house, in the room with the person on the phone before revealing himself. And you never, they never hear him talking. <laughs> There right. you go. This is a big trope I have with horror movies in general is when there's <laughs> someone in the house, it's like, dude, I can hear a motherfucker walking around my house. And the fact that people don't hear people in their house in these movies is just highly improbable yeah. for me now. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever tried to walk across the room without waking up your dog? Forget right. it. Shoot. My house is up off the ground. It's it's a pure and beam type house. Dude, You, I can hear my cat Creeks. at the back of my house walking creaking yeah you're like ain't no way no my a dad, lot of these houses are two stories so therefore you're they're walking on top of you my dad could hear me walking on the carpet if i woke up as a kid yeah he, i'd have to walk by his room in the hallway you're gonna, and he'd be like what's the matter he could just hear my feet on the carpet and i what? could do the same with my kids was he like the crazy, dad in the stuff was he like the dad in the stuff and just completely chastised you for being yeah, up in yeah. the middle of the night <laughs> Oh, yeah. He dressed me down big time. He really got pissed off. He forced me to eat a weird alien substance. But then, like, and not only that, our killer is walking around in combat boots, pretty much. Right. Yeah. Or whatever they're wearing. At least put them in some sneakers. Yeah. So they can sneak up on you. Where's the Nikes? Come on, man. Need some Pumas, something. And uh, one one interesting thing before we leave, too, that I wanted to mention. Sorry, I just have a few notes here. Um, 
we do get into a little social commentary here with uh, the killer wants to blame movies for influencing him into killing. So I'm glad you brought it up because that's what I was going to talk about. Oh, nice. So, <laughs> you know, and you, of course, you, you hear about video games, you hear about movies, whatever, you hear about music influencing people to kill and all that. Mm -hmm. And that's a big debate, right? And that was interesting to see, you know, a movie like this kind of at least touch on a, that. A touch on, you know, mm -hmm. kind of interesting. And it's going to go back to my point about Sydney and Sydney's story and her past and her mom and all of that. I think this movie could have been better had they just revealed that Mickey was a crazy guy killing these people and not have the Debbie Salt aspect of it or Billy's mom. Like, I think she's pointless. I don't think she has to be there other than something to tie the first movie to this one other than Sydney. But like, why couldn't it be a crazed movie fan who's going to have this brilliant plan to blame the movies and well, insanity. I'll give you I, I'll give you one answer for that. And that's because Wes Craven doesn't want to say with his movie that movies will create killers. He wants true. to say true. the opposite. Movies yeah. don't do that. Well, in the first movies, uh, remember, uh, Billy says uh, horror movies don't make killers. Horror movies make killers better. <laughs> so oh, I'm, I'm quite really familiar. It, it plays in our outro. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I recall exactly. that. Do you recall it? <laughs> yeah. Just a little bit. But uh yeah, I mean, that's the, I mean, the whole thing, he's going to blame the movies that so he would fail a psyche valve. So he would basically get off and then he would be famous because, you know, movies made him do it. Cause you had back in the, what, uh, early 90s, uh, the Mortal Kombat video game, talk about how yep. violent it was mm -hmm. and it's going to make people violent. And then, sure. Doom was around. The yeah, video it was game a big conversation. How violent it was. And then music would make people kill themselves. You, or Mar Marilyn Manson at this time. Yep. Yeah. yeah, and you have to remember, I, I, I can only assume that Scream took some heat for copycat phone calls and yeah. they have over the years. Like that. They so, have. you know, and maybe even some some actions. So who knows? You know, but uh, yeah, I think I think he Wes Craven didn't want to agree with his critics, <laughs> you know, right in his, um, with his film. So and I thought it was funny. It, she found him on the Internet. Right. She found Mickey on there. She was looking for a hired killer on the internet. You know, there's only so many ser operating serial killers in the United States at one time. I'm like, <laughs> that's fucking lazy writing. <laughs> I think <laughs> that was Kevin Williamson dropped the ball right there. I, I that's like just a, a, a general, not like lack of understanding of how the internet works. And I think you get a lot of that in movies around this time or, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, like you can just say, Oh, that's on the internet. And most people you know, a lot of people didn't really use the internet very much. You know, when we get into three and four, I think you get a little more of it. But, you know, it, it was like in 80s movies when people talk about computers and it's like, oh, a computer can't do that. We know that a computer can't do that now, but. You know <laughs> like the Sandra Bullock movie, The Net. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I agree. And I think Timothy Oliphant is really good in this up until the last act. I think he really just tries to be stew too much in this, in this final act. <laughs> and my, the worst, the, yeah. And the worst part is when they do the reveal of Billy's mom and he goes, Billy's mother. Like it's, it's really bad. <laughs> and he's all leaning back, screaming it to the heavens. <laughs> Billy's mother. It's like a, <laughs> 
it's the worst, dude. Like I was on board with him until that moment. Uh, I do want to talk about Cotton Weary before we get to part three, though, because we haven't talked about him at all. He is a big part of this movie. He is awful in this movie. Annoying as shit. Oh, God, he's so annoying. Like, what the movie way he... is he good in? Which movies is Cotton Weary worth uh, being in? Wolverine. The first one. I'm Lo- not talking about Lee Shriver. I'm yeah. talking about Cotton Weary. Yeah, Lee Shriver is the best fucking Sabretooth I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, he's but, great as Sabretooth. Yeah. I like Lee you... Shriver. I'm not knocking Lee Shriver. I'm talking about Cotton Weary here. Yeah, Cotton, again, like, I don't even know. I mean, they needed someone to pin the murder cotton? on. Yeah. Yeah, Ugh. that works. I like. I actually kind of like the beginning of three. I think the beginning <laughs> of three is much more effective than part two. Uh, just simply sure, because yeah. we're we're dispatching a character that has been around from the beginning. I think that's one thing they play up real big in these movies as they go on is the body count's going to be bigger. The the people are going to die. You're like uh, no one is safe yet. They won't kill Sydney. They won't kill. Uh, Dewey, they won't kill Gale. Like, they're still around. And that's kind of what's got me thinking, like, are they even going to attempt to do this with Scream 5? Or are they going to keep playing I don't think so, but I I don't think they'll all survive it. Yeah, I I don't think think that... Kill them all, as far as I'm concerned. I'll I'll call that a win. You kill them all. Or they kill everyone. Yeah, Gale and Dewey need to die in each other's arms just to let them die together. I want Gale and Dewey to kill Sydney. Tragic. And (laughs) Jason and Eric going to some dark fucking places on this episode. (laughs) It's we're talking about horror movies. Yeah, that's the whole point. We're not not talking about Pocahontas over here. Yeah, hey Jason, I hope I hope that Gail and Dewey uh, start a new business together (laughs) in the fifth one. Maybe they'll enjoy it. They 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 get to spend more time together. What what the hell are we talking about here? They have five children. They live in a house with a white picket fence and everything's great. Okay, I get your point. Boring! (laughs) But, you know, I do find it interesting that we dispatch Cotton here. Like, I'm not not really as affected as as I would be as, as, like, Casey Becker, someone who I don't even really know who dies in the beginning of this movie, but... It is no, you know, a good, no. A good... She's not Casey Becker. She's Drew Barrymore. True. That, we mean, won't that watch is... Drew Barrymore be killed. Yeah. Yeah. Let's be honest. She is not an established character. Who cares what it says in the thing? That's Drew Barrymore. We get watched killed. Get to okay. watch killed. I like it. I, I like I, it, Eric. I accept your point. Thank uh, you. But yeah, I mean, this one really, this one is a very mixed bag. I really do find it fun now it's a lot of fun i had the most fun watching this one this but time. I, but like i'm laughing my, my problem is is i i am laughing at it i'm not laughing with it most of the time it's i think it tries for comedy that doesn't ultimately work but there are very fun aspects to it but there's still a very big fair share of problems with this movie too you don't think jenny mccarthy's funny you know, I'm glad. <laughs> I used to think Jenny McCarthy was the hottest thing on the face of this planet. I don't really think that much of her nowadays. And, and especially seeing her in this movie, like she's really bad in this movie. I oh, think that's the point. She's not a good actress at all. <laughs> I think that's also the point. I think she's supposed to be this bad actress who's trying to make it in Hollywood. But I don't know. Just she, she, 
it's as it's just like Eric said with the stunt casting. Like it's just one of those stunt castings that it's not working for me. It's it's too on the nose. Right. right. Now, I agree with you though that after watching the first one and the second one, and again, I was so removed from these movies. I hadn't watched them since they came out. So yeah, I don't, I haven't watched them a bunch of times like Jason. You know, so I'm not that cool. But I I uh, right, you're not cool. Remember that. <laughs> I. Uh, I was relieved when this one started going because I agree it's more fun. I think I think two took itself kind of too seriously. Maybe mm-hmm. this one, you know, relaxes a little bit. And again, it's playing with the whole movie set. You got layers of irony and meta happening, but mm-hmm. it kind of makes fun of itself. It has fun with it. Uh, you know, uh, old uh, old what's her name? Old uh, what's her name? What's her name? What's her one? <laughs> Gail? Oh, the girl that the girl that plays Gail in the movie. Parker Posey. Oh, Courtney Cox. Parker Posey. Oh, Parker. She oh, you're talking about the other Gail Weathers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Weathers. The fake Gail Weathers. She hams it up. That's kind of fun. She like is her giving with... it the most. Parker Posey yeah. is the best part of this movie. Yes, fantastic. <laughs> I love her. And like uh, her with Courtney Cox and yeah. and with Dewey, and they're all whole dyna- dynamic of jealousy and all that kind of stuff. That's fun. And there's a lot of them in this movie. Like they're a big part of this movie. Yes. Yep. I think and I do the does the budget go up on this one too? Because oh yeah. some kind of they went the budget went up. Oh no, it was forty million again. Three and four had this or had the same budget, forty million, I do believe. What two and, did you have? But uh it was just a little more than the original. But this okay. one made the, the second lowest because part four made the lowest hmm. return, I mm-hmm. think. Four, Which is three, sad. It, it went backwards. Four, three, two, and one. As far as from they're really to far return. apart too. Like after those first two, you go from ninety-seven to two thousand. Yeah. And then, uh, and then you go to two thousand eleven. That's you got ten years. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then two thousand eleven, and now, and now another ten years for this one. Yeah. So it's pretty wild. Um, it out there, hey. Eh? Oh yeah, for sure. Eh? Uh, this one being in Hollywood and even trans like transplanting Dewey to Hollywood. I find Dewey the most goofy in this movie. I don't really think he needs to be here, but he's our core. He's one of our core characters. Um, I, you know, he's 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 fine in this movie, but I I ultimately don't feel like he needed to be there. The whole banter between him and uh, Patrick Walburton is pretty funny. Dude, the, we just the got security to guard guy Seinfeld. But, yeah, we I we just, we're rewatching Seinfeld, and we. We just got to Putty like around the same time as seeing this, so I was happy to see him in this. He's funny. I've only seen like two episodes of Seinfeld, so yeah. What's the show? <laughs> the show about nothing, and I don't care yeah. about it. Yeah. <gasps> oh, well, we're burning through it. I'm rewatching it, and it's amazing. We're on season seven, crushing it. I'm watching Parks and Rec again. We're on season five. <laughs> I I love Parks and Rec. I, I but I I put Seinfeld above it. I do. I think oh. I think I think Parks and Rec is a is a placeholder for me. I love it. I love Parks and Rec. One of the best. Um, but again, like friends for Jenny. I do like where we. No. no, I think I think Parks and Rec has overtaken Friends for oh, Jenny. Oh shit, that's Parks a big and deal. Rec is is up there. Yes. It's just so good. I love the it. Trump dance. <laughs> Whoa. Show's Whoa. over. Get Show's the fuck over. out. Get the fuck. <laughs> 
I don't know why I did that. Okay, sorry. Oh, the part, Not relevant. The, <laughs> Happy yeah. January 6th, everyone. There Happy you go. Insurrection Day. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the the part, I, I, I just, part three to me, I just, I disconnected from any of the other ones. This whole thing of moving into Hollywood and this whole thing that ends up, we get the backstory on her mom finally, and then this, she was an actress, the arena, whatever her name was. Before I agree. Was I don't care crush. about any of the mom stuff. I don't, any don't of care movies. about any of that. It's cool. Carrie Fisher shows up. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, another, it's another stunt cast. You got, yeah, you got Jane Silent Bob uh, here. Yeah. Can, uh, what was can, cool is what's this? Go ahead. Can Jenny, we agree that she has trauma in this movie? Oh, for sure. It's it's portrayed way better in this movie. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. This oh yeah, this movie is that's why I said it. This one's better, but one to two, no. Nah. Not, not, not believable. I, I really like that they that they show us Sydney at home. They show what she's been doing, what she's doing with her life after all of this trauma that has affected her. Uh but again, she's got a golden boy. She's got a yeah, golden nice. boy doggy. She got a little puppy. And, uh, and the mom ghost is horrible. Mom ghost is bad. It, oh, yeah, rem- mom ghost is bad. It fucking reminds me of the white horse and the mom and Halloween, Rob Zombie's Halloween 2. Like, it's <laughs> it's really bad. Why? Why? Yeah. Why? Um, And it's Sydney d- dealing with her trauma. Like, it, mm-hmm. I, I see what they were going for with it, but the fact that they do her up all ghost-like, yeah. it's just, it's, it's really bad. Well, here's bad. the problem. Here's, we, we've not dealt with anything like that in these movies yet. And we are dealing with a movie set. We've got a, 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 a basement full of movie props. Mm-hmm. You know, we've got some movie prop gags with the guy with the knife through his head or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. So I keep expecting the mom to be some kind of movie special effects gag or trick or somebody's messing with her head or, you know what I mean? Did you think that? it was going to not be a vision. Oh, I mean, the fact that it's a vision is fine, but just like, I don't know. But did you wonder if it was a vision or if it was, she was being screwed with, with movie effects? I mean, she does like, she's in her house on the set. We've got lots of movie. True. But the first time she sees that vision, she's in her house. That's closed off from everybody. So the one she's in the woods. Yeah. Yeah. But she sees it again at the house. And then she, I mean, people know where she lives. I don't know. I, I just wondered when I watched it, is that is that what's happening? Like we're dealing with no. The first time uh, she saw it, no, it was a definitely a vision. Like she was having yeah. a dream. Yeah. Is that her? How- yeah. I agree. I'm. That's not what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm not saying I didn't know. I'm saying I wondered if it would go that way with the reveal. Oh <laughs> well, no! I mean, it kind of does. It kind of does tied her, to that. Her, yeah. Her brother, remember, puts the bag on and he's walking out talking with the yeah because he's got the ultimate voice changer. He can copy everybody's voices. Yeah, that's I, that is the thing I no, hate. No, I like it a lot. I I think it's too easy. I think I too, mean that technology does not exist yeah. now. Fine. Twenty years later, we don't have that. This guy's got the most sophisticated voice replication. That's, I think it's really effective because it throws everybody off. Like you don't know what's real. It's like gaslighting in a way. Uh, it's too too effective. effective. In yeah. my opinion, yeah, 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 it's like cheating. He he's calling everybody. Nobody knows what the hell's going on. It's frustrating as a viewer to go. He, wait, is this Sydney? Sydney says, "Go here." Oh, let's go here. Oh, Sydney, go here. All right. I know, uh, you know, it's like, 
is like, no, no, that's not Sydney. I, I don't know. I, I kind of, I don't like it either. I don't even. I like. I was. I don't even ahead. like the reveal that it's her brother and that he had been videotaping his mom since forever ago and yeah. following her around. Right. We're and retconning he Billy and Stu into killing every. Uh, right. He even takes takes yeah. credit for the first kill, which which Randy does say. Right. Randy says. Uh, in a in a in a third movie in a uh, right yeah, about that it will deal like with your past to, it all goes yeah, back to the beginning back. and it rewrites he even talks about like retcons he says like it goes back and it yeah. rewrites. yes yeah. if they the would have just story, listened to randy you know. <laughs> everybody <laughs> well, would have known as a viewer you need to even listen to randy to- as a viewer you need to go oh randy's gonna tell me exactly but that's also something about. that they force into this movie with a, a tape of randy talking about the fucking a trilogy like if you find yourself dealing with an unexpected backstory and a preponderance of exposition, then the sequel rules do not apply because you are not dealing with a sequel. You are dealing with the concluding chapter of a trilogy. It's it's pretty weak, man. <laughs> like, I don't if know. His sister shows up with a, a, a VHS that was recorded how many years yeah. before. So, yeah, that's kind of funny. Like, if you're watching this, I know I didn't survive the sequel. Yeah, that's kind of lazy writing. <laughs> I I think J- Jenny, do you have a counterpoint to our? You look no, irritated I, that we're. I don't have a counterpoint this, you know? to the videotape. Yeah, to but you video. do know that uh, part three was not written by Kevin Williamson. No, I he think did not he write had, part three. I think he still has some 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 credit for like the IP and everything, but I, there's not a screen movie that won't have his name on it now because yeah. of of that. But It'll yeah, be a executive producer or something on it, right? But yeah, he he did not write it, and I can I think I can see some of that. But ultimately, I mean, while while I am having a lot of fun watching this one, more fun than part two, it's still just it doesn't have a lot of substance. There's not a lot of creativity in the kills, in my opinion. Um, it just, you know, it seems like a, a meh three, uh, part three to a trilogy in a sense. Um, I, I think it's a step over part, <clears throat> part two. And I do like some of the, I have complained about the meta stuff, but I do like how the killers like literally rewriting yeah. the script in the movie. Yeah. Like they're really getting deep playing with, with all this stuff and it's fun. It's playful. Like I said, it's got a little lighter tone than the than the second one i think it's just more fun overall but but i agree it has all, a lot of the same issues you know that all the i thought it was have. cool in this one uh because you have uh, the character was named tyson played by well, i can never remember his name dean richmond or something like that uh in this movie because he talks about well i'm black so i'm gonna die first so i'm gonna run around but did anybody remember where he's from before this movie no. because when I, he showed up and started talking i knew exactly who he was he was Bud no. on the Cosby show. He was uh, Ru- Rudy's. Uh, yeah, the <laughs> one that Rudy would say, this is <laughs> my friend, Bud. Bud. Wow. <laughs> That's him. That's awesome. I love, love Bud. I love the when Cosby he show, show up on the Cosby show back then with him and Rudy. And then when I he know. started talking, I went, That's Bud. <laughs> <laughs> that is Bud. Bud. <laughs> that was so funny. And it sucks that, yeah, he died. But. But in fact, but uh, the whole thing, yeah, like going back to her brother being the killer and all this, uh, I I, uh, just bad. And And her mom having this secret life in Hollywood and all that. It's just, yeah, with Lance Hendrickson and stuff like that. It was awesome. He was in this movie. There is some, (laughs) 
there's some interesting sort of like uh, what Miramax is going through now uh, with Lance Hendrickson's character and how, oh, she the didn't do anything she didn't want to do and all of that oh, stuff. Ab- absolutely. Yeah. Just like just like the social commentary on the last one about, you know, the effect of violence in our in our art or in our video games. This one rather early in history touches on the 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 wrongdoings yeah. of you know and what happens to girls in hollywood and that kind of and with, stuff i mean sure J- yeah jenny I, mccarthy's character even says something about blowing somebody to get a part and all that shit like emily yeah. mortimer right. says she didn't sleep with him for nothing or... yeah right yeah she yeah. didn't win the contest she slept to get the part yeah. that's what she <laughs> yeah. was basically saying they thought she won the part but and what's fun and what's even messed up right. is they're in his little room. It's got a freaking electronic locking door. Yeah, that room they're in, so you can't get out. I'm like, oh, oh yeah. yeah, that room's like they're the like, rape Whoa, room, dude. That's a nasty room. Okay, this is getting a little, you know, eight millimeter mm-hmm. here going on something. <laughs> like what's really going on in Hollywood? But I just think the way it ended up and the whole, even the kill at the end is kind of eh. I mean, yeah, I mean. Well, this is where this is the one that really delves into like, you know, like they're making the movie. We're on the set in L.A. We're talking about the script. We're really getting into talking about filmmaking, horror films. This is a horror film. We're in a horror film. We're making a horror film. You're watching a horror film. This one really like goes full on more than I think Mm -hmm. any of them in exploring what is a horror film and what makes it and that kind of stuff. And um you know what I kept thinking about watching this was uh, what what these movies do with horror movies. Uh, it's done with action with Last yeah. Action Hero. Pretty much. Uh, they dissect the action genre and they play in it in their own movie while they dissect it. I, I think that'll be an interesting conversation when we do get. I think we'll almost certainly watch that Josh movie. Oh, yeah. at some point. It. You haven't seen it. Josh hasn't seen it. We've, we've, it keeps coming up. And uh, fuck, we, we need to do to that next. We're point, talking about meta, meta movies here with this one. <laughs> we should do Last Action Hero next. Yeah, I mean that one really gets into the into of the, it making the fun of itself with, uh, over and yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so that kept coming. I, I I really find the the final act of this one pretty boring with the reveal and everything. I I, I do believe I dozed off a little bit watching it this time. <laughs> so a lot of the. I like when Dewey gets hit with the handle of the knife. They throw the, he throws a knife at him and yeah. the handle hits him. The butt. Um, and, you know, That's I guess it's more detail. probable in this one that one killer is doing all the killing. I mean, he is there. He is on the movie set. He's at the movie office. So it makes a lot more sense in this he's one. He's not around yeah. much. But he's been there since the beginning. He's been setting this up since day one. Yeah, he's the ultimate mastermind. Yeah. yeah. I don't, I don't he buy into all that. Yeah, yeah, the mastermind doesn't need help. He only needs one. Yeah. Just make him the brother. He doesn't need to be the one that instigated and started the whole yeah. thing. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But let's move on to four, since we talked about that, the intro of part four. Yeah. And which I remember I th- now when y'all saw this movie the first time, which beginning did you think was the beginning? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, Who is it what? Nope. Huh? Yeah. I mean, I, this was my first watch. I, I had not seen it up until this point. I gave up after three. Well, so, that's, that's um, good. I want to hear what your, what your take is on this one, especially after the first three, because I think this kind of revitalized Scream a little bit. 
but I think it, I think it really helped it. But here's my ultimate issue with this movie is now we've got Scream Five coming. Part four really seems like it is referencing kind of where we are now. Like it seems like part four. I I have comments about is sort this. of ahead yeah. of its time and is referencing a lot of things that are pretty common now. So it makes me wonder where are they going with this fifth one? Okay, I got one. Th- podcast. I got one thing. Before- podcast. Yeah. At the end of, yeah, at the end of three. On the podcast. Yeah, before we did, I want to say, but at the end of three, remember when she's in the house or watching movie and they left and the door opens and they left it open. Mm-hmm. And see, and I remember Wes Craven talking about the reason they left the door open because it's is it because you know she she's not scared to see what's behind the door or did they leave the door open for the story to continue? And he had said that. That's why the, the, the door opens and they leave it open at the end of the movie. And I think they wanted to do another trilogy, but unfortunately, Wes left yeah, us. That's, this is and, the last one, last movie Wes Craven directed. Um, I, I do want to say we talked about Wes a little bit in the beginning and the fact that he came up with one of the most iconic horror movie villains in Freddy Krueger. Uh, and, and basically... Right. I mean, he, he did it with, with Freddie and then did it with this, but like he, he stepped away from nightmare on Elm street and kind of let left that door open to other people to come through. And I, I love and scream. They reference, you know, Oh, the first one was good, but the rest sucked because Wes wasn't a part of them. Um, I even like uh, Rose McGowan's character say this, what is acting like you're in a Wes Carpenter movie? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I love that line. And, uh, they also had evil dead on the TV earlier and Halloween. And Halloween. Uh, but I, I do respect the fact that Wes Craven stuck with this franchise. Like you could tell this was this was his baby when it came to the horror franchises. Um, I think he's proud of what Freddy became, but ultimately he was detached enough from that to let it go. Uh, I like that he held on to this one as long as he did. And I think he kind of saw where the last two went and tried to course correct with this one. Um, but ultimately, uh, again, like, like I said, I feel like these movies suffer from always having to tie it back to the original core characters. Um, because again, like how many fucking times is Sydney going to have to fight off Ghostface? and we're getting another one next week. Like that's the biggest thing that kind of brings them down for me at this point is like, okay, I love Sydney. I love Courtney Cox. I love David Arquette in these movies, but like, they're ultimately like what's bringing them down because it's like the, the, like the reality of bringing them back so many times is just kind of like, Oh, like, I don't know. It it really kind of rubs me the wrong way. And I'm really interested to see what they do with five, but you know, anyway, that was my rant. Well, on your point, Josh, I, I had, I had notes after the first three that I watched and I was, I was saying, you know, like, huh, I wonder what they'll do with this new one Mm -hmm. coming out. Will they deal with social media you know uh the internet that kind of stuff and and like you say they kind of do that here in four but i i think it's so early in all of that that you know we don't have the full-blown social media going on right in four like the way it is now and you know yeah you've got the guy who's got the live feed headset i i just don't think it's it i don't think it connected i don't think it I wasn't there. I didn't watch it, but I can't imagine that it connected with people the way it will. If you have somebody live streaming on their cell right. phone, uh, you know, Ghostface stabbing somebody on a, on a live stream, you know, on Instagram or some shit like that's going to be creepy. 
And, uh, you know, that's going to feel like something we all are familiar with. Whereas this, this guy doing some goofy headset live feed, it's, it's all too early. Like it's just when it's starting out and and it's not resonating because it's, they don't, they're guessing as to what it'll be like. But it's now we can kind of well. They did do a movie. What it's like, and and I, I would. They, they did do a movie very similar yeah. to what you're talking about. That movie Spree with Joe Keery from Stranger Things. Um, that that one is, it's him. Social media, YouTube, all of that stuff. He's a he's an Uber driver, and he's trying to get followers and all this shit. And he literally starts killing people on live streams to get views. Mm-hmm. It's 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 yeah. And people have killed people yeah. on live streams. And yeah, I mean, that could really so. be where they're going with this one. It seems like they're playing a lot with the technology aspect of how we've, we've, you know, digitized and, and hooked, you know, our door locks up to our internet now and how it can all be played with and anybody can get you with this stuff. And that aspect of it seems cool. I'm sure there's going to be more to it than that, but yeah, this one seems to be very, very relevant to what we are experiencing now. And it just seems like it was a little too early at that point. You remember like the educational videos about the internet? <laughs> Not really. And it, it's like, it's like cool kids and they're like, Hey, I can get on the internet and I can look up the whole encyclopedia, <laughs> you know? And we watch that now. We're like, <laughs> that's what this movie is about. Like social media and cell phones and stuff. This is like, it's just like right in the early stages before, like, our moms and dads actually got on Facebook. Yeah. Like this is like before we, we now everyone's in it and we've seen what that can do to the country. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we've seen what that can do to society, what, how, how we elevate people who are yeah. bad. And somehow the, the algorithm of the internet elevates well, the that, worst that of us. So somehow. much plays into and, the uh, final act of this film film and the, and, and the reveal of the killer here is that's a big part of all of that. Like, um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think it's, it's, it's getting at something that like you say is might be a little ahead of its time, but it's not quite like hitting all the way. And I think it's just, it was a little Mm -hmm. too soon. Um, I don't know. I just like the beginning where Christian Bell stabs Anna Paquin in the stomach. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Just out of nowhere. Oh, shut up. It's like Jenny trying to tell people to stop talking during the movie. Shut up. I want to watch this <laughs> yeah, movie. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah. I love Kristen Bell. It's also predictable. There's no element of surprise. You can see everything coming. <laughs> Did that surprise you? So Jenny, have you fantasized about stabbing Jason a few times? Not recently. Not recently. <laughs> or anybody. Because she hates it when anybody says anything during the movie. She probably wanted yes, to stab I Josh did. a couple of times. Shut up, Josh. Josh so, knows when to talk. So now we're a generation away from our core characters. And now we're introducing this new generation of kids in this one. And you've got, uh, what's her name? M- Emma, Roberts. Emma Roberts. Emma Roberts. Hayden Panettiere, Kirby, who is the best oh, part like of this it. movie, in my opinion. Oh, I, I love her. She is so good. You know who reminds me of her is... Uh, Lawrence uh, Pugh. Her name? From, he does. from Hawkeye, yeah. Florence Pugh. What? This is crazy. Yeah, yeah. I and, can uh, see them two. Yeah, that, that was a, they'd be great in a movie together. Some of the banter between her and... <laughs> Not that yeah, kind they, of movie! I mean, they, they looks, <laughs> I, <don't, laughs> I did not go there. 
<laughs> this is a real I, I didn't either. R production. <laughs> hey, it Will is. not be taking it MC17. Thank you. <laughs> I agree, though. She's funny in this. Yeah. Uh, Kirby is a fun character. And I like that she she plays with that sort of uh, a stereotype of the popular girl who would think these kids are nerds, but she's just as fucking nerdy about movies as they are. You know? She just looks better yeah. doing it. Yeah. And I mean, I'm usually not one for short hair cuts on girls, but she pulls it off in this one, I got to say. Looks good. Yes. And, looks you know, cute. you could say the same thing. Like I said, what the fuck happened to Rose McGowan? What happened to Hayden Panettiere? Like, I remember this being one of the last things I, see, I saw her in, and she hasn't really done much since then. She was on that Nashville yeah, show. Yeah, she was doing for, the Nashville right? show for a while. Yeah, the, the she's not the greatest actress, let's be honest. Um, <laughs> she's really good but, in this. Uh, I think she's really good asshole. in this. Hey, she was you really know, good and remembered the uh, Titans as the little kid, the girl that knew everything about football. <laughs> I loved her in that movie. Dude. Yeah. I loved her attitude in that movie. I won't yeah. play with dolls. I'm going to watch Heck football. Yeah. <laughs> God, yeah. I, I'm i with you on that one. Uh, Rory yeah. Culkin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who I... I got a little you know? educated on that one because I thought it was the kid who's like in the the new what is, is Kieran it? Culkin. I thought he, I thought he was Kieran Culkin, and I was like, how many fucking Culkins are there? They're <laughs> they're a dynasty. Oh wait, I thought he was no. Kieran Culkin too. No, he's now. the kid that was in Signs. Yeah, he's the little boy. In... Is is Kieran or Rory the one that was Kieran. fuller and Kieran. had too much soda? Oh, so who the hell is this Rory? He's guy? the Get younger brother. Out of here. He's like I was a excited for... once removed or something. Get him out of here. <laughs> Because uh, uh, there's that new is it succession? succession. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Everybody's talking about that also, show. Also right. The, okay. You know, we so don't watch. Wow, I got them totally mixed up. Wow, they look yeah. very they similar. They look very similar. And then I mean, Macaulay Culkin's anyway. kind of making a comeback. Yep. I mean, he was pretty damn good in the last season of American Horror Story, in my opinion. Yeah, I didn't watch that one yet. No, I have not seen that, but uh, I'm a Macaulay fan. I'm I'm on board yeah. with Macaulay. I'm alone, man. Saved. <laughs> Remember that Save movie, Saved. Great. Yeah. Save so good. We, we need to talk about that fucking so movie on this show because it's a. I think that is a night. Yeah, is it a nineties movie or two thousands? Two thousands. It's either way. It's a movie that I don't think yeah. gets enough credit. Like, that movie's pretty damn good for a high school teenage angst movie. I agree. Like, I agree. And all what's her name's real good in that yep. too. I can't remember a single actor's name. Uh, Eric's got my syndrome. He can't remember anybody's name. <laughs> the singer girl, Mandy Moore. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Also, Moore. Jenna Mandy Malone. Moore is very good in that movie. Jenna Malone, and then Susan Sarandon's daughter is in it. Yeah, I think so. Okay, that that broke everybody. Okay. Yeah, don't remember that. <laughs> yeah, but conversation. Go back over. to Scream Four. <laughs> I really Scream Four. I'm trying to remember. Well, you what had happened. like the three different openings. So yes. Did yeah. you know which one it was, Eric? Yeah. I mean, because you. No, no, I, I, I didn't. I mean, I, the first one I've said, this one's definitely not real. Mm-hmm. First one. And then after that, I, I couldn't remember who was in the movie or who was supposed to be the star. The, of the Anna Pack one and Kristen Bell one. Then you had the. Yeah, one. yeah, yeah. But I like it. We're on stab seven. Yeah. At they've, they've gotten ridiculous. Yeah. And it's weird. In part three, they're on stab four. Like. The, the sequence of the movies throughout this franchise is kind of weird. But anyway, yeah. I, I don't want well, to go off it. on I mean, that stab tangent. One, but... it's, well, well, they made Stab 1 that was right there at Part 2. And then it's, was it three or four years later, we get three. So they've made a movie a year. 
which yeah. is what Scream was doing, or Friday the 13th made a movie every year. So, yeah, yeah. That, that's believable. Yeah. I liked that I never noticed it, but at the Stabathon, when they start playing Stab One, a Robert Rodriguez film. Yeah. Yeah. As many nods yeah. as we can get in these movies, which is fun. You know, throw a little nods. Yeah, they got a little nod. Rodriguez, who directed that first episode of Boba Fett. Fucking shit, yeah. Eric, yeah, you need to get on that. Can't talk about it. Right, okay, that's the second Fett reference. So you enjoy yeah, Boba Fett? Very much. Heck just yeah. quickly, people you, are you complaining. Like okay. People are complaining started. about it. Like, whatever. Uh, it's good, dude. Just if you're a Star Wars fan, just watch it. I, I'll put it this uh, way: I've never. I liked Mandalorian. I've never, I've never been mostly. on the hype train for Boba Fett like a lot of people are. But this show is yeah. kind of turning me around. I, I, I'm, I'm digging some Boba Fett right now. So. I like it. What about Fova? Fova Bet. I'm Boba. The fit. My backpack. <laughs> My backpack. Got jets. Anywho, I really like Emma Roberts in this movie. Dude, she does a great job of playing I, sane psycho I like Emma girl. Roberts in almost <laughs> yeah, everything. Yeah. I, I buy good. it. Hook, line, and sinker. Like, so even I when, was in this movie. Oh, I did yeah. not see this shit coming. So even with the reveal, great. like when she reveals that she's the one behind all of this, like you buy her performance there? What, that she's behind it? Or just her performance as the reveal of the killer. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I I feel yeah. like she's really putting it on a little no, bit in the reveal. I, I like it because she's like, you know, and we're but the guys like, we're movies. doing this together. And, you know, he's kissing her and she's looking at Sydney like, yeah, but I'm the real, I'm, I'm the, the bad star. Bitch. Yeah. Yeah, it's me. Yeah, I like it. Uh, I, see, I, she took she took the advice that the other guys didn't remember. The reason you had a partner was to blame them, but they kept their partner. Yeah, and well, except for Billy's mom, he, she did end up killing him. Well, she took the advice. She says, "No, I'm going to kill this guy because I'm going to blame it all on you because you were the one that wanted to film it all." So she had a, a the great scapegoat blaming on the Charlie character. So, yeah. So pretty uh, smart. Yep. Gail and, and Dewey being married and living a happy life here, all well, happy, quote unquote, uh, you know, I can see I kind of buy into Gail's character being out of the limelight and wanting to get back into it. Uh, how do we feel about uh, the girl from the Sandlot as the deputy? She's I mean, she's kind of do we think eh. she's obviously moving in on Dewey? I mean, she's funny. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, she's very yeah. openly moving in on Dewey. Making him lemon bars, dude. Hello. Your lemon squares taste like ass. I think Gail has like the best arc and character development in all these movies. You're right. She has like normal like motivations for the things that she does. You know, maybe she's a little self-centered you know. about them. <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, she's got her issues. I'm not saying she's the most likable character. She's very driven. She's clearly yeah. Dewey, but but she she has motivations that make sense. I don't know, which a lot of the other characters Well, she's got to have me. some money for all that Botox, so. <laughs> yeah. Dude, her, her, her is bad. I remember when I first saw, I guess I hadn't seen Courtney Cox in a long time, and then I seen her in this. I know she was in a TV show for a while. Dirt. Uh, Dirt, yeah. yeah. It was really good. And I... And then I saw her, and this is like, what the hell did you do to your face? I was like, she has stopped. Whoa. I mean, I hope she I mean, has it stopped. Was... Like in in real life, she doesn't I, do it. Anymore. I will say I, though, I was just like, Ugh. I will say, best hair of the series is this one though. 
Her yes. hair. I give her is the that. Best in this I give one. her best hair. Yeah. Best hair. Best hair for everybody in the series is this one. <laughs> best hair. Everybody gets best hair. Best hair. There we go. Yep. All right. So who's all right? Is that just because we're we're more current? Is this a recent bias? Probably going on here. Or? Although I do quite like Sydney's hair in the first one. You know, I, cute. I do like Gail's hair in part two. Like and, and the, the, red, with the red, red streaks. With the red streaks. Much better than the blonde streaks. streaks. Yeah. I think yeah, three I like is bad it. for everybody. <laughs> I, I don't know Ooh. whose idea it was for the gray streaks and that neon green <laughs> fucking pants dress she's wearing or whatever the fuck it is. I think the year 2000 was bad yeah, for probably. all of us, probably. I don't think anyone wants to look at their hair from the year 2000. I think I dyed mine locks. blonde. I think I dyed I th- mine blonde in 2000. I th- oh, we also have some commentary on like torture porn and saw mm-hmm. movies and stuff in that intro that I meant to, you know, so they're kind of poo-pooing on the sort of new wave of horror that's coming, that's right. becoming popular at this point. Or yeah, because already you got popular. Scream started it in the 90s. And then, like you said, you had all these screen copy movies for a long time. And that's where horror was. It was kind of stagnant with those or sequels to yeah. older movies. And then you had Saw come but, out in the mid 2000s which first saw i thought was great and then it's but then it did the same thing scream did it blah, 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 blah. right yep. like yeah you, i you think had, between scream you had hostile yeah. and all the hostile and when movies. saw came out like saw i think probably was the next horror movie that really kind of turned was, people's heads yeah. and yeah. was like oh the reveal at the end and you you didn't see it coming and all that shit yeah. like you're right but yeah. they did take that series a bit far yeah for yeah, sure they, and, and again and the new one, the, the Book of Saul one, was not anything I, to write home like about. I feel like this series has held up better yeah. than the Saw series. Oh, God. The Saw movies, I we I, I bought the whole collected thing because <laughs> my daughter likes watching them. <laughs> Your daughter's cool, though. That's awesome. <laughs> she's watching Saw thank, movies. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, she's 16. You know, it's not like she's <laughs> five or something. But um so we start going through them and man, they are just like, I don't know if we'll ever get to talking about those. Yeah. I hope we don't because they feel like TV quality. After part like three, shit, like some After of these, part the, three, they are like cheap. The quality crappy. goes down. After Scott Patterson is gone. The quality I, I goes down. The, the story, the storylines, the traps and all that just are uninspired. And yeah, that, that series really kind of went downhill for sure. I mean, the I fact think that, the, uh, yeah. anyway, not yeah. to get out of the I think the most heartbreaking part of this movie is when it's revealed that Rory Culkin is one of the killers and he stabs Kirby. Oh. Dude, I have that in my notes. Oh. That's the oh, saddest. That's man. the saddest yeah. kill. I had Jada Pinkett as Dude, the worst. He and, finally. Oh, man, that was sad. Oh. Dude, that's the saddest kill. You do. It does. Hey, you know, like for we, we we're really ragging on these movies, but like. It. <laughs> I was ragging on Rory Culkin too, but uh, I I was I yeah like I felt for that character. I mean I feel like I've been that yeah. character where you know yeah you you're pining after a girl, you just can't make your move. You're you know you're just uh, and then to find out that he's just a, a mm-hmm. murderer and he's stabbed. But, her, uh, but it's funny they do a little flip because at the first she's unlikable yeah. and he's you know and then by the by the time he flips she's mm-hmm. likable. You've turned on her. You go, oh, she's actually kind of cool. And then, boom, bam. 
they do a pretty good job. And to add an insult to injury, it's his, his, when he stabs her, it's like, you waited too fucking long. Like, why'd you have to wait so long? It's like, he probably wouldn't have like, he's placing the blame on her, but it's really his fault for not making a move, you know, but either way, I mean, yeah, I was, I was kind of wrecked. I honestly, I've got a hot take here. I don't think, I don't think Kirby's dead. I don't know you if she's going to be in the new movie. I, I don't think there's anybody cast or, and then Hayden Panettiere is definitely not in the cast list, but I think they leave her kind of open, like Dewey sort of open ended. I think it's implied by the fact that she's the sole survivor. Like she wants to be the sole survivor. That, that was the whole idea. Remember, everybody she's else to, yeah. is dead. But she thought Sydney was dead and she wasn't. But they don't say Kirby's in the hospital saying that what's his face stabbed her. You've got a point, but I want to believe that Kirby's still alive. Sorry. It's not <laughs> I'm happening. holding out hope. Sorry. <laughs> But well, yeah, I mean, I, the ultimate reveal of of her wanting the attention, and this is her time. She doesn't. She doesn't want to get a job, right? She she wants to be famous for a living, and yeah. if that isn't relatable to like YouTube culture a lot right now, of people right now, <laughs> yep. that's yeah, yeah, yeah. You could almost reskin this movie in yep. modern day and use the same almost the same plot, and it would work better than yeah. than yeah. it did then. I think. Uh, Shaun of the Dead shows up in this mm-hmm. movie too. Should be Excellent movie. horror film. Yes, and I do say horror uh, film. Are, yeah, it, it's a horror film. Dude, what was with Emma Roberts? She gets a chocolate milk. And a I noticed cheese. that too. She just really <laughs> disgusting. She, Why do you eat chocolate milk and cheese? The calcium. She cares about her bones. <laughs> I noticed. She's trying that to build too. up. Her, She's building up her strong bones, so when she knows she has to throw herself through that glass she, table, she also her bones takes will the hold. Jug up. of chocolate milk. She didn't get a glass. She's just yeah. jugging it. I tell you what, Big Milk has oh, their hands dairy. all over this Big film. Big dairy, yeah, for sure. I think I think I yeah. audibly went ooh when I saw her pull that shit. <laughs> I don't. I don't yeah, know. This is I your snack. I, could, I think I could do that. Chocolate milk and cheese. I really like cheese. I do. I love cheese. I love cheese. I'm not drinking chocolate milk with my cheese. Yeah. Maybe, maybe, maybe it's okay. like she was going to eat the string cheese now, and she's going to have the chocolate milk a little later, like a little, little snack. Oh, oh no, no, no. The she was dipping mouth. the string te- cheese Ew, down in the no, glass of chocolate gross. milk no. and then eating it. That's what she was doing. If you... Jason, you're onto something. If you would, you know how yeah, string cheese, the, you can little strips. You know how you could pull it you into strings. Same, hence strings. the name. What if you, what if you pull it like a, you know, like a, uh, like one of those um, brushes you use to oh, barbecue. Yeah. You know, like yeah. you pull all the string, and then you, and then it can soak really up soak up a lot of the chocolate stirred milk. at the bottom it's of the like, glass. You could just, yeah, you could just <laughs> suck the chocolate milk out. Yeah, of it's the not cheese, so you know weird. We used to dip our Wendy's French fries it's in the fun. Frosties. That's so. still valid. I know. It's I know not people cheese. who do, you didn't do dip French cheese fries in hot fudge sundays. I don't. I have friends that do. And I'm like, that's still weird. Again, I think what we're saying is there's some weird motherfuckers out there. <laughs> <laughs> also, Wendy Peppercorn's like uh, 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 her her reaction to being shot or whatever, like when she falls down in, in the hospital at the end, it's a little much. She, I mean, she's just kind of like a character. Well, she stood up and she passes out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Wait, wait, who? who? Wendy Peppercorn. Peppercorn? Pef- 
Peppercorn. That's de that's Deputy Judy. <laughs> the deputy. Or what her name is. From the uh, Sandlot. I didn't realize that. I thought she yeah. How can you not tell from them eyeballs, dude? Look at the eyes, man. Very large. Marley, Sh Marley Shelton was her name. Yeah. But they they try right, to fine. do they try to make you think that Sydney's not going to make it out of this one, and, and and again this goes back to my problem with Sydney being the tie to all of these is I don't know I never think like I'm never thinking that Sydney's going to die now, and if they yeah. do it in the new movie, it will probably shock me. But it's going to be like well they finally did it, you know like I can see that <laughs> yeah yeah I. Yeah, I I think um, she's just not a compelling character, and it's not Nev Campbell's fault. I think she does a great job. I just they don't do a lot with the Sydney yeah. character, other than she's just plagued by this right. problem. Um, other other than that, she doesn't really do a whole lot else, you know. Uh, I also wanted to mention this one is extra gory. Do you say that the gore is elevated, particularly that? I don't know compared to part seen. one that that's pretty close to part one's uh, killing as far as the, the, yeah, I guess I just, it's, it's one of the gorier of the four. I, uh, you know, well, I, I, would I say think so with the, you've actually got like innards coming out and things like that. Lots of extra. Well, we since we're talking about those here in a minute. Yeah. Well, since we're talking about those, let's yeah, just yeah. go ahead and do this. Talk kills. Like it gets all know it's time longer and longer. <laughs> I, and before we get to our top kill here, Eric kind of mentioned this earlier, so I want to go back to it. A lot of the kills in these movies aren't very creative. I, I, I think you have a few standouts. It's a lot of stabbing. And a, the rest of them is just your traditional stabbing. Just yeah. a light stabbing, hey, it's throwing, a it's a, throwing it's a people off the of balconies. You know, I don't know, but you know, your your most slashers will come up with a few different creative kills, whereas you might get like one really good one in each of these movies. I think. Um, yeah, and and you know, it's a it's a it's a balance because I wouldn't want the the stabbing to leave. It's visceral and icky, and I watching these, I was actually thinking to myself both things josh i was thinking that there's maybe a lack of variety in mm -hmm. kills in these but some of those stabs really give me the willies like i <laughs> you know like just getting stabbed in the back or something like right through the spine some of them they yeah. Sure. yeah like i mean some of these stab shots are just you know there's something about a stabbing and you don't really see a lot of that in now film we've gotten so creative <laughs> talking about saw and it's always some crazy, like crazy thing, but just a, it's amazing how effective a knife in the back can be is what I'm saying. True. The, the old, classic. I mean, the reveal that Dewey has been stabbed is, is pretty effective because you're not expecting that. And he's got the knife sticking out of his back. I can, I can, I can hang with that, but Dewey didn't die. So, but uh, I, you know, Remember, he's I, got I scar tissue. That's right. Scar yeah. tissue will save your life. Oh, that was such a bullshit fucking thing in this part, too. It's like, oh, some old scar tissue saved his life. Oh, fuck you. You. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Whatever. 
It's like kick ass, man. You get enough injuries and you become you have no nerve endings anymore. Yeah. Well, I'm interested to see if anybody has the same top kill that I do. Who wants to start? Well, I have like eight of them. I only have one. I only have I only have You're gonna one. have to pick your top one. Well, no, Jason gotta, I, Jason does several, so that way if someone picks the one that he would pick for the top kill, he ch- picks another one. Well let me because I try He's to a keep fucking it cheater. interesting. No, I try to keep it interesting. Let me go then. You're interesting. Honestly, right. I think it would be a cooler conversation if all of us had the same top kill, to be honest. Especially in these movies. But Jenny, do you want to start? Yeah. Mine is in two when the guy's face gets obliterated by the pole or whatever drives it. The cop it. on the hood of the car and the oh, fucking pole. I had that yes. one down. <laughs> I had it down. That was that's actually, a great one. That was that's actually a great very one. inventive that they did that. I thought that was really good. He's yeah, like really well going. All right, yeah. great. Yeah, Eric, since you're the newbie to all the, uh, these things, <laughs> not the newbie. I saw no, you're still, still the newbie, too, except for the fourth one. <laughs> Go ahead, bro. Oh, Jesus, no respect. Uh, well, my best kill has to be Drew Barrymore. Very, that very bad. Before. <laughs> but uh, but just putting that aside because it's yeah. obvious. Uh, I'm going to go with the girl in four who gets Olivia in her room across so. the street. Yeah, Olivia, yeah. Olivia, yeah, something like that. Uh, it's just it's uh, to me, that is the goriest. Like as far, bloodiest, like it, we, we see a lot of her getting stabbed mm-hmm. and thrown around and she gets thrown out of the window. It's just extremely and she, her, her guts and I, her guts watching, are laying out on the bed, right? Yeah. 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 Her guts are out. And after watching literally one through four in a row that, you know, I'm in my fourth movie. I've seen so many people stabbed. I was like, oh, dang, like it's pretty gnarly, yeah. you know? So that's mine. I'll go with Olivia or whatever. Her name is. All right, Jason, okay. take it home. Uh, I'm going to go with the Drew Barrymore because I still yeah, think yeah. it's the most iconic kill. Yeah. Uh, the fact, I mean, that I mean, her, not only did they just gut her, they hung her. With her her shit laying yeah. on the ground, and you can see the steam steam <laughs> coming yeah. out of it. Oh yeah, that's what I thought. And now nice the makeup on her face with the bad wig is pretty bad. But uh, I well, still you think get that a, was you, the most iconic kill. I, I mean, you get a nice one two combo there. You get Steve gutted, and then her gutted hanging in the tree. Like it's probably one of the top three horror opening scenes. I mean, the fact that her mom can hear her. Yeah, that's. That's a whole other level. Mm-hmm. One thing Ugh. I find uh, cool is the the references to the other horror movies in this because, you know, uh, Halloween nerds like Jason and I are, uh, the husband tells the mother, drive down to the McKenzie's. And Lori tells the kids to go down to the McKenzie's to call the police in Halloween. There's a lot of really cool references <laughs> to stuff like that throughout the movies. Um Wes Craven making an appearance as Fred, the janitor, you know, the just and little a Freddy like sweater. That. Yep. <laughs> and the hat. Right. Yeah. The, uh, the, the, the sheriff or somebody is the same sheriff from the, uh, Elm street movies too. In the no. first one, Joseph whip. No. Yeah. Uh-huh. Sergeant no. Parker. Sorry. <laughs> Sergeant dead. Parker is hold on. Hold on. Joseph Whip is Sheriff Burke in Scream, and he's Sergeant Parker in a Sergeant because her dad was the sheriff. Sorry, not sheriff. The sorry. Yes, I know he's not that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I 
I miss his rank. Okay. <laughs> Point being, he's in it. It's a connection. Okay. <laughs> I, I watched uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, by the way, it, uh, after, because I, for the listeners, I watched all these movies way before everyone else. So I, I, because I'm a good student and I, and I had extra time. So I did extra credit and watched Nightmare. That's because, and that, and, and that's, and that's honestly, because, that's hold because. On. Hold on. I am not done. And Dan. <laughs> I was just going to say that Ghostface reminded me of, of Freddie chasing the girl at times because she does knock Freddie down yeah. and uh you know they kind of wrestle and you know it's uh gave me the same vibes you know kind of reminded me of that but yes you were gonna give me shit for well, I, <laughs> I we were talking about the movies and I sent a text out and I said well you could watch these movies and do some research or whatever but if I was going to do anything, I'd say you should go back and watch Wes Craven's new nightmare because it's sort of the precursor to this. Oh, yeah, but, er definitely. but Eric has only seen the first nightmare on Elm street movie. And I was like, well, you could watch that one and then kind of skip the new nightmare. I don't think you really need to know anything about the sequels, but I don't think he got around to it. <laughs> you really do no, need I to didn't. watch new nightmare. I would say now that we, yeah. Yeah. I, now that we've talked yeah, about these yeah. movies, go back and give that one a shot. And you will be like, oh, my God, this just laid the groundwork for these screen movies. <laughs> so it's pretty crazy. And, of course, Billy Loomis. There's lots yeah. of stuff. Yeah. Um, lots what, of stuff. what was your top kill, Josh? Mine, mine was the same one as Jenny's, the cop car, the oh. cop that dies on the hood of the car. Yeah, that's a good one. I had that one written down. I also well. had uh, – I just want to put this because I thought it was really cool. The Deputy Perkins. Uh, I can't remember his name. He's on the – that show uh was it blackish or something what's his name the actor oh the one who gets stabbed right in the oh, you're fucking head with Anderson. the knife yeah and he's stabbing and he pulls it out and he gets up and he's walking i was like that's fucked up that's <laughs> that's a pretty good kill i mean because he's stabbed and he's still up moving because he just got lobotomized yeah <laughs> uh eric reminded me that i wrote some I, I was like there are requirements to being the, the ghost face killer and here is what you have to have in order to be the ghost face killer okay number one you have to be able to transport yourself there's no fucking walking and walking running driving like you have to have teleportation <laughs> to be ghost face <laughs> number two you have to be a bumbling fucking idiot because these guys get knocked down, <laughs> run into shit, fall over things so goddamn much. And you have to. It's yeah, like a cartoon. Yeah. And yeah. you have to have a wealth of knowledge about horror movies. Now I wonder, are, are they getting all hopped up on PCP before they go out and kill people? Because I've heard people have an extraordinary strength when they're on PCP and they can take damage and just keep going. Well, that would make sense since they're taking fucking beer bottles to the face. Yeah, I was, I was like, me, or or getting shot in the chest with a with a bulletproof vest and just like yeah. walking yeah. at the gun. And not only that, you just you took five shots to the chest and then stand up immediately. <laughs> yeah, yeah, good luck. You also have to be uh, like a small enough stature that you could be anyone. Like you couldn't be too like tall or too short. Yeah. Okay, you know what I mean? Stu. Yeah. Matthew Lillard is tall. Yeah, <laughs> super tall. taller. Yeah, that's true. that's true. Oh, we we didn't talk you're about right. so. You're right. Although they were more obscured, right? They were. 
maybe the ones he did we didn't see so much maybe it was i don't know you're right though well you're right part five's coming out next week from when we were recording this uh there's been a lot of talk about possibility that Stu didn't die in the first movie so do we have any sort of uh, uh uh like guesses as to if we think Stu will be involved in this new story Wait, did he have a TV fall on his face? Disappointed if that's the case. <laughs> it yes. will be pretty a pretty far stretch. Yeah. They're yeah. grasping. Well, you never had a TV fall yeah. on your head? Yeah. A tube well, TV at that? Uh, but the thing is, a, a, a tube TV <laughs> might give you some brain damage, but a tube a tube TV is not going to smash on someone's head. Like you got to put a lot of fucking force into a tube TV to bust it. Got electrocuted. Dude, you, hey, right. you, you'll get cracked on the I, noggin. I, when I was working at Circuit City, we had some two TVs. It took two guys to move. Two. This TV was like what? Like, uh, things are screen on his head. It is heavy. It I'm would not hurt saying, like hell. I'm not saying it that it wouldn't have hurt like him. Grape. I'm saying it could have given him some brain damage, could have given him some right. scarring, but a tube, the actual tube part of the TV breaking and electrocuting your face is highly unlikely. It's a movie. The fact, yes, but you're but right. He would have bled out too because he stabbed him really deep and he was continuously bleeding. Finding you, dipshit! Get up! I can't, Billy. Oh, you cut me too deep. I think I'm dying here, man. Uh, he definitely <laughs> is the M- MVP of all of these movies. Is Matthew Lillard of the Killers period? He's yeah. the best. I like. But him. I, th- I think you know, top killers are 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 Stu and 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 fuckface. I think the 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 killers that have the best uh, idea or the, the best plan would be Emma Roberts in the in the fourth one. If you're if you're not if you're talking about anybody else, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. the reveals of the other two killers are pretty pretty lame, in my opinion. Dude, anybody think that she was gonna kill Dewey with the bedpan? <laughs> She's part four. The shit out of him. I mean, well, um, I'm just saying he hasn't died from being stabbed and everything else, but he's gonna die by bedpan. <laughs> Death by bedpan. <laughs> No, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta put a bullet between his eyes if you're gonna put Dewey down. Yeah, at this point. But I will say, hit hit part five. You know, uh, (laughs) we've got part five coming. We're talking about how these things are kind of dragging on, how they're you know rehashing all these things, and it's getting kind of tired. Um, But Radio Silence, the production company that's doing this one, uh, did that movie Ready or Not that came out a couple years ago, which I really liked. I really like that movie a lot. So yeah. I'm I'm anxious to see how, you know, how they what they do with Wes, Wes Craven's, you know, baby in a sense and how they pay homage and what they're going to do differently and if it if it if it will work. Because we have seen a lot of like revitalization of of franchises here lately. We're getting it with Halloween um with David Gordon Green's movies. Uh, it also makes me think about the new Blair Witch movie that came out that Adam Wingard did. You know, he he directed Your Next, which Your Next is a really good horror movie. But when he when Love but when he next. moves on to like a, 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 a very popular franchise sort of thing like the Blair Witch, that becomes very lackluster. That that movie didn't really work for me. Um, so I'm I'm cautiously optimistic about this one. I'm anxious to see what they're gonna do. But I'm also like, I haven't seen, I haven't seen new people taking over these franchises that I love that have like blown me away yet. 
anyone have anything else to say about the, the new scream? What expectations? Do, okay, about? yeah. Here's my here's the one question. Do we think they're gonna kill any of the main characters in the new movie? Any any speculation? I think they, they need to. I think at least he, one. One needs so, to die. Do we want to go ahead and put down our, our votes now on who it's gonna be and we can I talk about it next I time? I think I think Courtney Cox is done. You think she makes it? I think either Dewey. I think either Courtney Cox or Dewey are are I think goners. It, I, th- I think if Dewey dies, it'll be a more uh, an emotional loss for the yeah. fans of the series because he survived so much to this point. Because like, I mean, think about like if if four, five, six is like the second trilogy. Like if they make another one, yeah. then killing Dewey in this one makes sense because you wouldn't be expecting it because it's not the last one because that's the thing to do now is to kill the important person <laughs> in the middle so you don't you know. or do we do we think they will finally kill off sydney no you don't think they have the balls for that not this one Mm-mm. what if also i think it's a killer um, i don't think sydney should die she's lived through too much too by much, this point too much that it would be That'd be ridiculous. Yeah. I, I kind of like... If they were going to kill her, they should have killed her in the last one. Yeah. There are some serious Nev Campbell Sydney fans. Oh, for sure. That I, like, I mean, I I, like I was Campbell. kind of shocked. Well, I, she's fine, but I, like, there are people that really, like, all they tweet about well, is... Well, I mean, you think about it, like... Nev Campbell. There are Nev Campbell fan accounts, like... You know, like, I mean, I know there are fan accounts for things, but this is, like, not a, a minor thing. Like, there are people that really, really... Well, yeah, I mean, you think about the generations that it grew up be... watching these movies. It would be, like, Jason and I watching Halloween. Like, Jamie Lee Curtis will forever be our Scream Queen. And I would venture to say that people probably feel that way about Nev Campbell in these movies. Even though she hasn't done a ton of horror movies like Jamie Lee Curtis did. But... You know, I know, like like Eric was just saying, I know a lot of people that, you know, proclaim Scream is their favorite horror movie of all time. It was just, that was the movie that did it for them, you know? Now, I think if you make a fifth Scream movie and your, your big three, you know, the big three people on the poster, if one of them isn't either killed or the killer, it's going to be a dud. Like, I think you have to, and I know we've talked about bringing Stu back. Maybe, maybe that'll be the big old twist. Although everyone's expecting that. So yeah, I don't know. Maybe Stu comes back and saves everybody and, and Sydney's the killer and Stu saves Dewey. <laughs> I, wow. I don't ever, I, my I head hurts like, now after that. <laughs> I, I feel like this, these movies and, and, and especially a movie that is so reliant on a twist they're going to have to really do something crazy to yeah. for this to work. They're going to have to really twist it on us, make one of our, our mains go bad or die. They're going to have to do something. If you just come in here and kill Jack Quaid, right. nobody gives a shit. You and from what, trailer, from, Sorry, from what I've seen of the trailer, from what I've seen of the trailers of this, it seems like they're playing us up for this is different. This one feels different. The, the, the mood of the trailer seems a lot darker than the other movies have felt in my opinion. So I'm really kind of hoping they will kind of turn it on its head and do something completely outlandish or super fucking violent or, you know, I mean, I wonder if they're leaning for the Halloween crowd, you know, I mean, these Halloween movies have been super dark, super grim. 
super like you know brutal gore like i wonder if they're trying to get that kind of pick up where that's possible you know what i mean very possible We'll see. Well, I'll probably be going to see it next weekend, so we can talk about what my opinions are when everybody sees it, I guess. But for now, I mean, let's talk about it. But how would we rank the Scream movies? I'll go ahead worst and start. Worst to first. Worst to first. My worst, part two. Jenny? Part two. Eric? Part two. Jason? Part three. Oh! Jason could not have fun with the third one. Okay, well, my right. next one would be part three. Part three. Eric? Part three. Part two. <laughs> <laughs> Therefore, I can see where the rest of this is going. Part four. <laughs> no, hold on. I'm going to switch no. my answer. Nobody <laughs> gives a shit, but I'm going to switch. Yeah, I'm nope. going to switch it. I'm going to go... Two, four, three. Ah, no. Uh, four is so much just, better than three. Disappointed. He's Fucker. just fucking with people. He already let it go what he was doing. <laughs> everybody, All right. Does everybody I, have part four as their number two before yes. Eric decided to change it for dramatic issues here? <laughs> and then part one is yes. the yeah, best. I mean, part one's the best. And the first 10 minutes or however long it is, that's the yeah. best of everything. Definitely agreed. Well, I mean, that's like proof of concept. Your 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 idea of somebody with a prank call. Yeah. I mean, that's it, it's perfect. It's so great. Like I I couldn't watching it again. I already knew I liked it, but watching that intro again, it's like wow. That yeah. Is so I, I would venture to say the the combination of the first fifteen minutes and the last fifteen minutes are are excellent. I tell you one thing that these movies like instilled in me is that you do not want like floor to ceiling glass anywhere in your house. (laughs) (laughs) Now we have a a back door that have glass in them and it, I don't like it. (laughs) Also I've ever since this movie, I've wanted to get one of those fucking popcorns that you do on the stove top. And to this day have never gotten one. (laughs) Dude, you need it. You need. Never You're got it, a Jiffy dude. Pop. Come on, Jiffy Pop, I'm bro. Never done a Jiffy Pop. Too fucking lazy. Just not microwave. <laughs> ah, it's fun, dude. Just stare on the stove. It's cool shit. Man. Well, it'll be really interesting to see what they do with this fifth one. I'm, I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic. I'm excited. I'm just excited to be going to the fucking movies again. Although. It's getting scary out there. Yeah, I mean. I don't know if we can do it. Spider Man kind of freaked me out. There was so many people. That place was packed, dude. So many people. (laughs) Well, it was getting better for a while, and now it's getting worse again. So it's it's a different it's a different experience. I don't know. Don't you have somebody in your household that's sick right now, Eric? I do. If we uh, we're starting a GoFundMe, (laughs) Uh, nah. We just want to send her some good juju. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> well, I mean that that'll do it for our conversation um, about Scream. Uh I mean it's 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 fun to revisit, but ultimately like the first movie holds a special place in my heart, but it's, as a franchise, uh you know, I I will be there to see what they do with it, but it's not something that, you know, is a, a staple in in my household, I don't think, but I do enjoy watching them from time to time. But yeah. that I don't think I'll go back to any of these except for the first one again. 
I don't I don't need to see any of these except for you know movie. I I say that but every time we watch Scream I'm just compelled to watch the other ones I don't I don't know what it is you know <laughs> like, well damn it I started it gotta finish it yeah you watched part do four it. twice for this it's a good thing I don't feel that way about the Tremors movies <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, let us know your thoughts about the Scream movies. What do you What do you think? This is obviously going to be coming out a little. We're going to see Scream Five before this comes out, so this is going to be kind of a weird episode to come out after it's already been in theaters. But it'll be interesting to see what our thoughts were after we've seen the movie. Uh, let us know your thoughts on the Scream series. Let us know if you liked this podcast. If you like this video, hit the thumbs up button. Leave a comment below. Let us know all that good stuff. Subscribe. And until the next time, we'll see you. Be kind. Rewind! It's over. You've been listening to the VHS Files podcast. Watch a few movies, take a few notes. If you like what you heard, please subscribe and drop us a rating and a review wherever you get your podcast. It was fun. Send your questions, comments, and movie suggestions to VHSFilesPodcast at gmail.com. I using one too many movies. Don't you blame the movies! Follow us on all social media outlets at VHSFilesPodcast. Movies don't create psychos! Check out our YouTube channel for more content. Movies make psychos more creative! <laughs> Thanks for listening. What is that? <laughs> that's fucking oh, that's red Krueger. That's a redneck Freddy Krueger. He looks like a, a moldy teenage mutant ninja turtle. Uh, a moldy? Moldy. <laughs> it looked like a Rick and Morty character when I saw it. I, I, I want to hear you muffled the entire time with a rubber mask on. You got so hot in Ikea the other day, huh? Uh-huh. <laughs> the Swedish furniture really does it for me. Those meatballs, you know what I'm saying?